Oh man, dude, I I am so glad that we get to do this again and that we have all, all of is the content right in the world. It feels, oh, like. This it feels like we're beautiful. back. This this is the rhythm of life. I feel like. Can you we know? just, me. Why can't we like, do can Spring League re- NFL? Like, I, well, seriously, that's, dude, that's fair. Honestly, I'm gonna say it right now, summer sucks, and a big reason why summer does suck. I want to wear a sweatshirt. Yeah, for a big reason yeah. why obviously the weather is just stupid, but also football's back. We have our Sundays oh to do gosh. something, dude. Uh, we have our Sundays, guys. We don't have to go more than two nights without an NFL uh, game in a row. I was so for the bored. next six stinking months. Let's have some fun. Like I'm so excited, right? Uh, Feels so good. I I have been so bored, 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 uh, genuinely for like last. I played so much golf. Not that I hate golf. I really do love it. But, but when like, you're playing a lot of golf, it means that your life is a little boring. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. Like, it, That's it, it's fair. Like I'm it's filling a, the void. Yes, yeah. the void is filled. NFL Week One it's is here. here. Lots to We're talk ready about. to go. We're gonna unpack it. We got some mega things that happen and some insanely crazy drama that went down just the Lots other night. To talk about. Ah, uh, let's get to it. This is Sportsify. Welcome to Sportsify for September 14th, 2023, with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome to football, everybody. It's here. I'm your host, Matt Novak. Beside me, as always, is Grant Hawker. And on the third mic is Jamison DeFore. Let's go. It is week one recap, setting up for week two. Some stuff happened. One insane. Didn't see that coming. Uh, But there was one guy that did. I'm going to tell you about it in a moment. Uh, Holy cow. Last night, and we're going to get there in just a second, but last night was awesome but sucked. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome, but sucked. It, it, what a great ending on it's Monday Night Football to the weekend of bittersweet. Oh, my gosh. Like it. We have been strong advocates here that there are players that we do not like. There are teams that we personally despise, but we will never be people that root for others to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, and have major injuries. I mean, yes, we're not sad when so and so gets their bell rung or in gets you know, murder blocked or whatever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen very often. No. Um, is he even playing right now? I don't even know. I don't know. think he's on a roster. Uh, but I hate that guy. Yeah. Anyway, um, but Jump. no, we never root for injuries, but last night the injury of all injuries happened as we would not have wanted it to. Uh, Aaron Rodgers in the first series last night, four plays, $43 million behind him. Uh, got murdered for the second time on that series because uh, their offensive line, the Jets' offensive line, was not ready to go against the Bills. I don't even remember what Bills player I, it was. I've watched that play like a bunch of times. I don't even know Leonard who Floyd. hit him. Was it? Yep. It Leonard was what? Floyd. Leonard Floyd. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, Former Rams legend. It was, it was just such a freak Former thing. Former Seahawks tormentor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rogers tries to stand up. Can't, and, and clearly just didn't have the strength, sits himself down, and he, it was like he knew immediately. Oh, his face, the, the, just the discipline. Like, it was frustration on his face when he got up. He's like, this is what it is. And, you know, I, I like, I, as a 49er fan, remembering, um, you know, a couple of guys over the years that have had that uh, happen to them, but, like, just thinking through guys walk, being able to stand there and just be angry that their season was over. And I've seen it happen a few different times. Oh, yeah. And uh, and watching him do that same thing, it was like, it's clearly painful, but not the most painful injury. 
but when but he knew he couldn't put pressure on his Achilles, and all of a sudden he's just like, I, I'm done. Well, you can't. I know I'm done. You can't even like stand. Yeah, you can't stand. Like you're you're because it's an Achilles. Like your foot goes like limp. Like the connective tissue, right. the muscle that allows you to like rotate your foot. Yeah, and to like stand on it and take steps. Like you're, it's a little like a limp fish. Yeah, I I remember Richard Sherman probably is the the one I remember the most as a 49er fan standing mm-hmm. there and he's he's talking to everybody mm-hmm. like nothing's wrong with him. But he then he would kind of limp around on the sideline, but he he stayed out on the field. That was the year the 49ers had all uh, sorts of injury issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the Bosa year. And uh, I was going to say which year. <laughs> yeah, he was he was done and so he just hung out and and like basically said goodbye to the team cuz he was going to go to rehab the next day and that was it. Can we just say so, it? MetLife Stadium is a house of horrors. That place needs to not exist. What the crud with these injuries? Yeah, nuke like, it from orbit. So I, I I saw something yesterday that was floating across Twitter that apparently MetLife, if you take the Giants and the Jets playing there, you take any other two teams in the NFL and you put their uh their injury totals together at their stadiums, and they have twelve more season ending injuries yeah. on their books than anybody else. House of Horrors. Um, that turf sucks. It's awful. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, Bakhtari, of course, we saw, we all saw the report today of him getting ticked off. Bakhtari is, is literally one of Aaron Rodgers' best friends, was his left tackle for years in Green Bay. Yeah. And he's like, what are we doing? Like, you, you rich, I dumb. Mean, yeah, congrats. Jerks. You saved, you saved, you know, a couple hundred bucks there. Yeah, but you lost. Mm-hmm. You lost forty three million dollars, and you're shot at a title this year. Yeah, it's gone. because you want to have cheap garbage carpet instead mm-hmm. of natural grass underneath your quarterback. That's ridiculous. And at some point, I feel like the NFL needs to intervene too, because like, why can't this, I, this I don't is know. a regardless of like like every team should be treated fairly. But to be honest, you know, this is a New York sports market that you're like letting yeah the NFL fail because of. Incompetency. Well, and I just think the, the, the NFL, like the the front office of the NFL, Roger Goodell, those people, like they do better when New York teams are good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like and like I mean, and like let's be real. I mean, like there is only one team that resides in New York, and that's Buffalo. But like, but even the the Jets and the Giants, they're the New York market. Yeah, they're like the New York City market. They're they're yeah. the New York market. Like yeah. like like the Bills. Yes, they're successful, and yes, they reside in New York. But it, it really is the Jets and the Giants in New York, like in yeah. terms of like popularity being well-known, these franchises oh, yeah. that have been there forever. And like they benefit when those teams are good. Like they, they are rooting for these teams again. And historically they have not yeah. been, I mean, the Giants have had success, but not lately. The, 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 the Jets have not been successful in like 40 years, but like, but dude, that defense last night was on good. fire. They responded so well. Wilson threw an early pick. Then comes back later, throws a, an honestly a decent ball uh, for Garrett Wilson, and then Garrett Wilson tips it like three times, falls on the ground, and catches it. Reminds me yeah. of that uh, that Hopkins catch from a few years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with yeah. the Texans, yeah. Yeah. Falls, yeah. as against the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because then he like lays on the ground, and then the Steelers player comes to lay next to him. And he's like, "Get off me!" Like it's that, it's that, <laughs> yeah. it's that play. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was awesome. A uh, awesome catch though. And so the Jets do come back in this game. I uh, end up tying it, uh, you know, into the fourth quarter and like, and then all of a sudden the bills have to put three points on the board at 16, 13 at the yeah, end of regulation. Man. And we're all like, Holy cow, is this going to happen? A, what was it? 50, 
Was it 50, 51? Uh, I don't remember exactly what 50, it was. 50, 51 yarders, somewhere right in there. But I remember Tyler Bass, but who, I remember about you, that, yeah. who's a stone cold killer. Like, yeah. He's absolutely a fantastic kicker. <laughs> I remember you saying, Bills are going to tie this. Yeah. I, I was in the group chat and I was like, hey, this is going to happen, guys. Holy cow, this is awesome. And then. Sure enough, Bass puts it off the left upright and it falls in. You couldn't get a more dramatic fashion to go into overtime. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think Jameson said it was going to be good from 80. Mike Mike Whoa. apparently went and sports science it and found out it would have been good from 65. Well, I was talking about the leg. The <laughs> yes. leg would have been good from a million because he like from 50 hit the top where the he hit the flag he like pinched yeah. the flag in between the upright and i was oh, like oh it was incredible they were because they were talking like oh he needs to get he was hitting from like 60 pregame I'm like that one you could have just teed up from the opposite for, 20 and that from the parking lot mustard yeah. on it he put yeah. a little mustard on it yeah yeah well it goes into overtime uh josh allen can't get it moving forward and so they have to punt rough and game then for josh allen oh and we, yeah we're, we're gonna talk about it a little bit because i got a couple of things on Dude. this tonight but Xavier Gibson, if you watched Hard Knocks, you were rooting for this guy from day one. They had, they had the, the, the fake out, you know, you're making the team thing. That, oh, yep. he, yeah. He was one of the two guys that got the fake out weirdness. He was like, and, and he was the Man, second one, so I think. Good. So he was like, you've had an uphill battle. And he's like, he's preparing himself. Oh, I didn't make the team. And then they're like, yeah, you're a jet. And he's yeah. like, what? I thought you were all oh, man. And he's like, he's just celebrating. This kid gets it. And they clear and uh, I saw I saw we the show that we are fans of today. Um, uh, the the host break it down, but uh, it was incredible. They had it set punt left. So what you do on that? And most of the time, if you watched a majority of the game, you noticed there were, hadn't been any returns in the game. Um, I'm gonna f- totally flame out on the Buffalo's punter. He was Detroit's punter before, um, and was fantastic. Uh, definitely deserves some. Uh, some all pro recognition at some point. Um, but uh, also a very, very handsome gentleman did, did happen to look up his profile today. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, he uh, uh, had been doing a heck of a job. Well, he didn't shank it, but didn't put it deep enough and set up an easier return for Gibson. He goes to the right as you're supposed to fake to set up the return left. And all of a sudden, just overcommitment by two players on the Bills, uh, mm-hmm. you know, defense there. And dude, he takes off to the left, and it's perfect. By the way, excellent Joe Buck call. Uh, that was. I know, I know you guys aren't fans. No, but we hate his guts, and I hate listening to the sound of his voice. I, yeah. I like him, and I think it was a good call. Uh, it uh, was not a bad call. He has I will agree good, with that. He has some good ones in there. He has moments. Uh, he, he has I moments, like him, but I, like I can't him stand listening. Moments. I can I, in a big moment most of the time he's fine. I a little uh, he doesn't say much for me. Like it's just he kind of lets the moment be, and he says that's his style. But I'm like, you can say something other than red team wins. You know, like mm-hmm. it's just lame duck calls. That's what I think. But that was a good one. A little more energy in it. But anyway, Gibson takes up off the left side. Uh, we. While uh, the Bills punter may be a good punter, he is not a good tackler. No. Uh, that was a horrible effort, and uh, the internet let him know all about it last night. Yeah. Hey, he doesn't get uh, paid for that. Nope, he don't he get doesn't. paid for that. Yeah, but uh, they Honestly, they could maybe do been, a little bit of training. It would have been better for him to just lay down. Honest, I seriously, if he would just stood there and not try to put his hands on him, he got, but like, just used his body worth of trippage. If he yeah. would just thrown his entire self at him, that would have been great. Probably wouldn't have made the tackle, but he would have stopped him long enough for the next guy. Yeah. And but Gibson walks into the end zone on the return 
Jets walk off with the win, even though they lost in our eyes their shot at anything more than maybe a wild card, you know, if, opportunity. If even um, I don't even. What do you know? know. The but Jets they got an in division win against a team that true. we picked to win the division. So no, I mean that's that's fair. You know what? But but also I'm gonna say this right now, NFL. I I am not going to watch five more Zach Wilson primetime games. Yeah, let's let's figure that out real yeah, quick. Please. Uh, yeah. We need to flex out of those Sunday nights yeah. tomorrow. Pretty, <laughs> uh, almost any other team. The, uh, yeah. the like Jets any are, other team. are once again a quarterback away, and we need to make sure that's not the case when they're on my TV because I that will not fair. be partaking. No, no. I do not want to watch. Like, obviously, they're going to have a Monday night. They're going to have a Thursday night. Well, I don't even know if Monday nights are guaranteed. I think it's Thursdays, right, that are guaranteed every team gets. Uh, no, they will. They get the Thursday and the Monday. And the Mon- okay, but yeah, everything's safe. But on I mean, Thursday, hey, they Monday. already have the Monday out of the way. Just get 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 their Thursday game, and then please flex yeah. every other game. Th- remember, Thursdays was it got blocked in the uh, uh, okay. owners' meetings uh, just because it would hose fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, Sunday- but but NFL get on that like now, please. Seriously, get on that now. And again, um, something that it would think it was RG three put on Twitter, like this game for the jets. It was the quintessential. You won the battle. You lost the war. Yeah. Like I thought that was a great tweet. And that's hundred percent. This like you, you, you get the win, but it's not a moral win at all. For sure. I mean, there was the reports of the jets coaches, like not being able to sleep and like texting each other. I mean, Sala's face when it came about, uh, became a meme today. We all saw that. That was, that was pretty bad. It was, I mean, you could just see it. I mean, he he was he wanted to throw stuff, but he probably also wanted to cry. Like you could tell. Yeah. I mean, um, and dude, like, I like. I mean, I, I've said on this show, like, not the biggest fan of Aaron Rodgers. Like, whatever. I am absolutely devastated and ticked off to not be able to see Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform. Yeah. Like, I want teams to be good. Obviously, not not my division game. Like division, I was like, I want the Niners. I want the Rams. I want the Cardinals to be like trash. Yep. Um, but like. I want the Jets to be good. Like, I'd want them to be good. I want it for that fan base. Like, that fan base is, I mean, honestly, you can even make an argument it's maybe worse than the Jets. I mean, not just the Jets, the Browns. Uh, I mean, listening to like, some of the pundits who are big fans, uh, Rich Eisen today, yeah, I, I tuned into that one on purpose too. at 9 a.m. I wanted to hear hear him and just the brokenheartedness in the man's voice. Dude. I was like, oh, dude, this sucks for you. I'm just gutted for Jets fans right now. It, it sucks. And we get it. Like, you know, as somebody uh, somebody who thought their team was turning around in 2018 and lost their quarterback, you know, like yeah. in game one on a stupid scramble play that didn't mean anything against the Chiefs. Like, mm-hmm. uh, been there. I totally get it. Uh, watched, you know, and I watched Bosa go down on the same field in 2020 after a uh, and a fantastic run in that 2019-2020 season. Week two. Yep. And uh, and and lost him for the rest of the year, and along with it, any hope we had of doing any damage in the playoffs. So I get it, man. And it just our heart goes out to you. The big questions I have about the outcome here, and and I know we were discussing a little before the show, is that. What do they do? They can't live that right now on their roster is Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle started a couple Ooh. of games in the NFL. Uh, he's he played for the Lions. He's played for the 49ers. I know. Uh, and I think he's been around a few different practice squads and third string opportunities. And that's what he's supposed to be. He's your emergency quarterback. Right. They can't live with just Zach Wilson on the roster. He hasn't even proven that he'll stay healthy. I also watched him take off one time in this game and he took a shoulder shot. 
Yeah, and I did. went, uh, hey, buddy, there was literally one thing you can't you are, do you're anymore. Q- you're QB1 right now, my friend. Uh, yeah, no, he, he needs to protect himself. But we're just discussing some possible trade options, things like that. Two things really settled in quickly that I, that I saw as opportunities. Guys that have started in this league and done well. Um, this is a... Uh, and, and we're going to just throw a few ideas out there right now. But Jameis Winston comes to mind. Uh, mm-hmm. He's become clearly expendable and the contract's not brutal. Um, you know, that's one that you could absolutely take on. Saints could uh, possibly negotiate a trade, which, by the way, Jameson also correctly pointed out in our um, text messages last night that the first round pick does come back yep. to uh, to the Jets because Aaron Rodgers is not going to play 65% of snaps this year. So they will have that in their pocket should they need to make a big trade. I'm not saying Jameis Winston's worth that. <laughs> oh, that was almost a collision at the plate. We're watching Yankees Red Sox right now. Terrible send by the third uh, base coach. That was not a good send. Uh, the Yankees third base coach uh, just ended the eighth inning there. <laughs> but um, Jameis Winston does come to mind. Uh, you know, One that came to my mind was Cooper Rush. Uh, Dallas yeah. just recently traded for Trey Lance. Yep. Um, and uh, that would make a lot of sense. Cooper there was Rush. some quarterback controversy there. He won the five games he started a couple years ago. Uh, yep. Yeah. And when Jack and was injured, he has proven to be a very capable backup. Um, he is glass, but the name's going to come up. Jacoby Brissett. Yep. Um, who has had quality games, but can't stay on the field. Uh, I don't think they would do it because they probably like the security, but I would like to see Gardner Minshew as a New York Jet. Hey, I don't hate I would, that. I would love to see Gardner Minshew take some snaps. Because like, he's, 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 he's a little familiar. He's a little reckless, but he's also a gunslinger in the good way that Zach Wilson and is And honestly, not. he's, I mean, I like that one. can we just keep it 100% here? Like, I'd rather have pretty much any of these guys we're naming than Zach Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Zach any Wilson is one of the three worst quarterbacks in football right now. Yes. Oof. It's not. Yeah. That's not yeah. even a hot take. No, it's not. Yeah. That's that's it's the not. coldest take on this podcast. Is yeah. that Zach Wilson is terrible? Yeah. Like, dude, I'd rather, dude. I, we I, name I, I saw was like Carson Wentz. I'd rather have Carson Wentz. I would than, rather have Carson Wentz. He's a slightly better Zach Wilson. Yeah. Which is, but like, not <laughs> but, a good but, thing. But, but the thing oh, is, like, man. I mean, he will Poor make Zach Carson Wilson. Wilson make brain dead decisions, but he also throw for twenty five touchdowns. Zach Wilson yeah. can't even clip twenty. Like, yeah. Well, can, the can nice we thing keep, with, can we keep it above and, fifty? And, here? and for anybody that wants to like debate us on this, remember why they had to go get Aaron Rodgers? It's because they literally couldn't put fifteen on the board for the last like six, no. seven games last we year. Their defense was keeping them away in. for the whole season last yeah. year, where we're like, this team has it; they just need a quarterback. Remember, they won early, they lost late because they just couldn't keep a healthy well, quarterback yeah, on like, the field. We, they, we, everyone was saying this is the worst quarterback room in the league. Yeah. And, and, and so like when Zach Wilson is your starter, it means your backups are terrible. Yeah. Are and, even and last night, Zach Wilson did not win that game. No. At all. Now, got it, I, I will give him credit that he had three decent drives. He did not and they lose scored them. on them. He didn't, I mean, obviously, they didn't lose the game, but. Yeah, he didn't he, lose it. But he did not put them in the, in the position really to, like, lose this game. No, the defense absolutely did because they picked, uh, they, they picked off Allen three times. Well, <laughs> one player picked off. Allen three times yeah, last that was night. Sick. Um, that that was pretty sick cool. But like, and I'll get back to that in a second. But yeah, there are not a lot of options. Um, yeah. and and I do think that what we're all those ones that we're bringing up are very plausible. A couple of those are, are free agents. Gardner Minshew is clearly, um, you know, over with the Colts. Uh, but they've declared Richardson look pretty uh, decent. That yeah, was a little Cam Newton esque performance. The thing on I will Sunday say about that loss. one too is like it almost. 
kind of makes sense for them to feel okay getting rid of Minshew because those two playbooks have got to be so different. They have to be. From like between that, Richardson so, and, and Minshew. Like. So, but, but part of me th- is thinking about this, the idea of Carson Wentz is that he has a similar play style to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, not the recklessness, but the mobility, the big arm, some of those kinds of things, the throwing on the run, some of those kinds of things. The one I heard was... Um, before the Rams might actually be kind of decent was Stafford there. Like the Jets were probably yeah. hoping that the Rams would have lost terribly on Sunday and be like, hey, Stafford, if you know, by the deadline. Want to give us a second rounder? If the Rams are like, we want to tank for Caleb Williams or Drake May, then come over here. Well, but, uh, and here's the other problem is they can't inherit all of that cap hit. Mm-hmm. They they can't they literally Not cannot with, afford it. Yeah, they'd have to get in and uh, and they'd have to make some in season contracts. Uh, move around and the Jets do not have a lot of flexibility right now. Um, they do have some room, but they don't have a lot. Yeah. They have Jameis Winston room. They got free agent room. They got Gardner Minshew room, yeah. but they don't have how much starting do you wanna, quarterback uh, room. Yeah, How much do you want to ruin your future for what you think is like a, a window of time where you can compete? Yeah, because the perspective is that's three years. Stafford is a three-year cap hit, including this year. Right. You know, And the next two are stupidly bad. I mean, I, I we were going over those numbers in the preview episode. Like, uh, you know, I think the smallest one's like thirty-two or twenty-four, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got a he's got a high forties number this next year, I believe, and this year is over forty as well. So, like, yeah. you're at least sharing that now. If you wait until trade deadline, you're splitting some of that cap. Mm-hmm. And so, if the Jets can remain relevant to that point and see where they're at. I think that makes a lot of sense, but there's only really two ways to go here. You make the trade now or you make the signing now, which they're going to have to bring. They're going to sign somebody. I think somebody. they've got people coming in today. I didn't see who they had coming in they have um, to. either today or tomorrow, but they've got to, they've got to make at least one move by Wednesday for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a Josh Johnson would make a lot of sense. Super adaptable. You can give him 20 plays, send him out there until he gets murdered in the playoffs. And then you can't, uh, then you have to throw in the guy with the broken arm. But anyway, um. Like they don't have a ton of options, so what are you gonna do? Uh, this is it, guys. This is it. This is this is what you can do unless you wait till the trade deadline, and then you're willing to inherit somebody who's probably got two years left uh, on a contract after this season. Um, like like I I, I hate I hate saying Stafford's a possibility. Uh, for those of you wondering, Kyler Murray is not a possibility. That mm-hmm. is, you can't take on that contract. That is a fifty million dollar cap hit twice in the next three years. Can't do it. Um, I, I know that somebody on the other side is thinking that one. Um, you know, there's just not a lot of options. Do you know where their cap, what their cap space number is at? The cap space, which I'll take a look at it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in the low teens. Um, but like, I was going to say, what if, you know, we talked about like, we, we talked a little bit, but what if, the Seahawks are terrible this year. No, I okay. What if the Seahawks are terrible? Hold on, I was literally, I was literally about to say Gino back to the Jets, and then you started talking. I was like, I wonder if he's going to say the same yeah. thing. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. what if the Seahawks try to go tank for a Caleb Williams or a Drake? May? I don't know. Obviously, but I mean, whatever. But that's a funny situation. Yeah. What if? What if? That'd be interesting. It would be kind of like that. Uh, for those nerds who watch movies out there, it would kind of be like. Uh, Thanos the Endgame when he's like you could not live with your failure oh, yeah. so where did that bring you back, back to, me. to me yeah something <laughs> yeah. like that there I will but say the, uh, the thing that kind of sucks right now is they're trying to fill in a quarterback on short notice when they have a bad offensive line and I yes. believe they play the Cowboys this coming week so 
Whoever's signing up to play quarterback, you might as next well just week. throw out Zach Wilson and get him off. <laughs> yeah, just, you're not gonna win that game. It's gonna be two really good defenses, but like you do, a, you don't have the capacity to block. You are correct. About the, that. the Dallas Cowboys right now. Yeah, um, um, guys, so. they they have to play the Cowboys, the Pats, and the who have a good defense, um, and the Chiefs. No, yeah, the the, the front half weeks. of of the Jets. We talked about this in the preview. Rough. Yeah, it's a it's a ugly. They, and then it's the Bron- at the Broncos. Then it's at home against the Eagles. Um, Dude, yeah. Then they've got two two more playoff teams. They got the Giants and the Chargers. Like you it basically is have brutal to hope that you until can they beat get the middle of the season. Denver and that you can beat the Giants. I I mean, guys, it. they get, like the end of the year. They got they got the Commanders and the Texans. Those look like winnable games right now. Uh, just outright. I mean, nobody else is just outright winnable. And we don't know what a lot of teams are yet. Yeah. But certainly they've got to do a lot of work really, really quick and figure this out as fast as humanly possible. The one, again, the positive we'll take away from it is their defense and special teams are fantastic right now and good on them. And the uh, running game is great, too, already. Yeah. And Brees Hall had 109 yards on two carries. Yes. Coming and off of an ACL from last season. Yes. Because that should have been a touchdown. And, but as a, as a fantasy nerd, then he had like 29 yards or 32 yards on eight carries after that. So yeah. it wasn't, you know, yeah, uh, it wasn't as explosive. He, but he did have the big plays and he's going to get the chunks. Little concern for you fantasy owners on Brees Hall's volume. Uh, he is basically non-existent or was non-existent in the past game. Uh, Dalvin Cook, that is his specialty is slice and dice you with it. So um, that was a little interesting how they did the balance, but you saw kind of the young guy and veteran balance on that team, uh, kind of in, in similar ways to uh, what you saw with Detroit, um, you know, between uh, Montgomery and Gibbs. Thought that uh, Gibbs was going to get more carries than he did. By the way, Gibbs looks way better than Montgomery. Yeah, that's why I drafted him. Don't understand, him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't like, understand what was going for, on there. Uh, like eight points. But uh, <laughs> anyway... Week. So, you know, they do have some balance. There's some ways to get the ball moving. But you saw as the game went further along and they figured out that Wilson was going to be handing off, that they were able to key in on the run, especially when Brees Hall was in because Brees wasn't a part of that passing game. So they were stacking the box quite a bit. You're going to see that happen a ton this next week with the Cowboys who don't care about giving up chunks of yards. They leave those safeties deep and they let the front seven work. Um, And and, it worked. uh, Yeah. Oh, man. Also around the the league this week. Oh, I I don't want to. Before I do that, Jordan Whitehead three interceptions uh, for the for Jets. Number three, and uh, and and we we saw today enacted something in his contract where he was he met his quota, if you will, for the year. He gets two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in week. If one. he gets three interceptions for the season, he got them all in week one. Good for him. Uh, super super excited for somebody who's barely making you know over league minimum. Uh, for that to hit on his contract, that was pretty dope. So good for and to him. And do it against Josh Allen too. It's just so funny. Hey, well, but sometimes the ball bounces the right well, way. One know. of those I mean, was we're, was we're, not a lot of him working. He just got yeah. handed to him. So we're kind of. I'm sure if you guys pay attention to sports, people, we've, we've kind of these guys were talking about the turnovers that Josh Allen he leads the league in interceptions since 2018. Yes. So yes, Josh Allen is incredible. One of the best athletes at the quarterback position. Um, but the dude struggles with turnovers. Well, not only that, you, uh, I think you said leads the league in interceptions, which I think is probably true, but he also leads the league in just turnovers in general. I, or maybe yeah. that's what it might be. It yeah. might even yeah. be turnovers. Yeah. Because and l- let me say this real quick. That beats 
Daniel Jones. I would, again, we're we're on the same. I was about and, to say we call and we call Dak Prescott. Yeah, we and call Dak out Prescott. we call out Danny Danny Dimes or Danny Drops because he always fumbles the ball or does something stupid. But hey, that was early. I will. Get, I mean, last couple of years it's clean it up. It, he's been quite he's been a bit. better. But yeah, Josh Allen. That's why they paid him forty million dollars a year, right? This isn't my uh, stat of the week or anything, but I did save it for this part of the conversation since. Entering in 2018, Josh Allen leads the league with 84 turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers. Dang. That's, and that's, that's a lot for a guy that we are supposed to be five thinking. seasons? Yeah. For a guy so who's, divide that by five? When I, uh, yeah. That's a lot for, of turnovers, For somebody friend. who's supposed to be like a top three the, supposedly quarterback in, yeah. in football. I, you know? I'm not wrong. It's I mean, not a great look. No, oh. and and granted, we know that there's a good chunk of those that that did come in uh, in the learning year, if you will. There's oh, a, sure. a lot in that. Yeah, first he had year. he had a terrible but, rookie rookie year. Um, and 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 I I I happen to know there in our later segment, um, uh, with our our buddy Mike Connor, uh, when we get to pros and cons, he's going to be hitting that. So I don't want to take away his thunder on that one. Mm-hmm. But um, you know the there's a lot to be said for how Josh Allen played against that defense. He didn't look ready. No. And, uh, and Stefan Diggs did not on that team. You got to keep him happy. Like you have to. And this is again, what we said all along, this team will win games because their defense is dope because well, obviously they got a leg of a kicker. And so when you need those extra three points, he'll get it. So they're going to win close games because of those two things. This dude needs to keep them close. But they don't run the flipping ball I, at all. I don't understand it. What in? How do you not understand what your Achilles heel is? You can't hand the ball off and you force it on third and four. Like, because you just don't trust James Cook, which I understand that you don't. I get it. But you have <laughs> opportunity. Still, yeah, that's still your problem. Kareem Hunt <laughs> is on your better. doorstep. Waiting for his offer. We talked about Dalvin Cook too. Like yeah. they should have done. Literally just waiting just, for the Jets thing to happen. You could have yeah. just. Whoop. You could have go, go I mean, offer him two mil more. Dalvin would have come for the extra mils. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's same state taxes. Who cares? Same state taxes. A team that also is like on the precipice of like. Yep. Maybe win that. He just want to go to a winner in in a I place mean, where seriously. he would for sure have a starting job and all like, season and yes. no competition. And like, let's be real. Like, if Dalvin Cook was on this team, I I would. I mean, obviously now the, the Jets have lost Aaron Rodgers, so they're not as good of a team. But like, I would take the Bills over the Jets. A, a, a Bills team that has Dalvin Cook on it, yeah. Because Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but like last year he was terrible. Like, let's just call it what it was. He was terrible last year. Yeah. And seemed uninterested in playing football. Now in the offseason, Hard Knocks showed that he was really invested, and that sucks for him. But like, I would I would much rather go play for the Bills than the Jets, just yeah. because of the history, the the track record. That coaching staff is good. But I do want to say, like, part of me is wondering. With this Bills team, as we, again, we've talked about this, this this run thing. Is this the limits of having a defensive coach? I mean, I, I, who I, is making the calls this year, by the way? Because Leslie Frazier's taking the year off. Like, um, like, and I, 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 I just wonder with with Brian Dable not being on that team anymore. You know, being a head coach. Like, part of me just wonders. Like, are we maybe seeing the limits of a defensive head coach when you have a quarterback of this caliber, like a top tier, upper echelon quarterback? Like, are we seeing that? I think, I think Sean McDermott has has turned this franchise around. He has made them a, com- a competitor. He's made them mm-hmm. a team to talk about. But part of me is just wondering, and I'm, I'm not calling for his job. That's not what I'm doing. But part of me is just wondering, like, we see this. We, we, with, when we have coaches who are defensive coaches and you have these top-tier quarterbacks, there are limits. 
They seem to play it more conservatively on third down. They don't yes. go for it as much on fourth. With that statistical uh, of anybody who's been a defensive coordinator who goes to be unless you're yeah, Brandon Staley, then you just usually do it wrong. You just do whatever the wrong thing is. Yeah, but uh, you go for it. But you go. For, yeah, but, <laughs> but you like, try stuff. But like, I, I think it's, I've I think it merits team, conversation. I mean, I've watched a team for like 13 years now that has a defensive head coach, and like I've seen the conservativeness that comes out of that. It's run the ball sure. and play defense. Except for when you're on the goal line in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, 100%. <laughs> the, uh, no, I again, I don't want to take away from our later segment. And so we definitely want to ask Mike that question, like what the heck is going on? And I know he's got some stats to touch on with that. Uh, we've built a lot up with this game. It was the conversation piece, certainly coming out of the weekend week. overall, yeah. because it was a it was the only uh, game that reached overtime. Uh, the you know the huge offseason move uh, of the NFL was Aaron Rodgers. Well, it was and the story gone. of the offseason. It literally was. Like, and I mean, nothing else was even close. The announcement was a huge deal. Did it live on Pat McAfee? Like hard knocks. Hard knocks all this comes, thing. and it also and, could be his last snap in in the league. We, is it the end? That's a that's a question I saw, too. I saw. I saw. I, I, I want a terrible I, tweet. Well, yeah, a terrible tweet, and it was. Um, it was well. It was there was actually five snaps in this that oh, Rogers played. The yeah. fifth one was brutal. his Achilles. Yeah, that's yeah. brutal. Because the thing with that is, you almost don't like recognize in the moment. But it's like we might never watch Aaron Rodgers play football again. That's like the last we saw of him was four yeah. snaps on the Jets. Well, I mean, <laughs> and then that's, that's a career over. Like this next week, I think we're gonna hear some of that. And is he, what is the he indications be on will be for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday this week? Uh, no, he is not. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he was not on Aaron Rodgers Tuesday today. Pat literally said live oh, yeah, on the show today. He's like, why. no, it's fine. Um, but uh, but he said, I don't think we're going to hear from him, but I don't honestly know. And so, um, you know, as you guys can imagine, when a guy's worth $43 million a year, he doesn't really care if people know what he's doing or not. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I think we'll hear this next week and hopefully hear something positive. Uh, NFL is better with Aaron Rodgers in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether you see him as a hero or a villain, it's better that he's there uh, than he's not. Yeah. And it, it, it's not Tom Brady syndrome, but it is uh, the next best thing, I think. Yeah, so it would just suck for like one of the best quarterbacks of my lifetime for like that's how it ends. Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. Joe Theismann type go. Yeah, yeah like I mean, that. like Peyton got to go out how he wanted yep. to. Yep. Brady got to go out how he wanted to. And it's like, I mean, Aaron not Rogers, how he wanted, but. Well, yeah, but like on his own terms. Like yes. Tom Brady could still sure. be playing football if he wanted to. Well, maybe. Maybe. And maybe, maybe. maybe. He's I doubt a it. Free agent. Well, here's the thing. I doubt it. Tom I, Brady is not needing to play football so bad to where he will willingly come play behind that offensive line. Yeah, but, I don't think so. Well, that's true. They, I don't know, but that but that Bucks line wasn't great his last year, and he knew. Yeah, that. but he was already yeah, there. But it was good when he signed up. It's yeah. true. It was He's good not going to come out of retirement he, for that offense. He literally know. said, "There's two things that drew me to that team: the offensive line and the defense. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things that brought me to that team. Because that's I know that's the the, the recipe for success in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was nice that he had Mike Evans and all that. Uh, you know, it was nice nice that he had Fournette." But he came there for those. Two I don't things. think any unretired quarterback yeah. is is going to play for that team. So. No, no, I don't think anybody's coming back for that one. Uh, not till that offensive line they Matt got Aaron Rodgers technically is fixed. isn't retired. But uh, I, I mean, again, we made a lot of this game. But I did. I, I mean, in the rundown here, our next question was: Was this the game of the week? Because there was some great, there was some great games. 
Um, we were texting each other on Sunday afternoon during the Chargers Dolphins. That's, that was that's game awesome. of the week. I mean, that has to be game of the week. It I was mean, game of the week. That for was sure. a yeah. great game. The over the throw, uh, over the shoulder throw to Tyreek on the on the go. Kevin Harlan calling that game so hype. <laughs> that was it. Was just fantastic football. Like it was just. I, I mean, mean, two not teams great defense. Each other up. Well, the th- here's the thing, though. There not was some plays. Though there were defensive plays, but like, but when you got when that you many ballers out there, something's got to give. Yeah, J.C. Jackson was getting cooked all night, dude. Bosa yeah, was. was beating it like all the time. Like, literally, he was beating the double team constantly, and Tua, then legit like Tua was just like, I don't care. Tua, <laughs> He's just running away Tua from him. Tua looked great in the pocket, Tua dude. Awesome. It's literally just the classic like he looked better offense, awesome. like good defense, better offense. Yeah. Yep. And like. It was one punch to the next, uh, for sure. And these look like two teams that are not just competing for playoff spots, mm-hmm. uh, but they're they're competing for conference respect. I know the AFC is stacked, uh, but that was two of the better teams that we saw this weekend, uh, for sure. Oh yeah, both sides of the ball, and that was that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, but you also have to throw the first game of the year into it because I don't think you can take away. From the Lions, what they did on opening night Thursday, uh, taking down the Chiefs 21-20. Did I even just say that the Dolphins won that game, by oh, the way? I don't, I don't know think if you did, I but did. They did. We were so excited about how, what the game was. We didn't yeah. care. I mean, I think we were we all were we all in the Chargers uh, boat here? Because we're Herbert guys. You know, I mean, I know that Jameson's... I, I mean, I I did say that I thought the Dolphins were going to make the playoffs. I... I, was, I thought the Chargers were going to win. I was watching that game, admittedly, side by side with the Ram Seahawks yeah, game. Yeah, at the same time. So I was—I'll uh, say—I was hardly but, watching but were the you Dolphins rooting for the Chargers. Chargers. I was kind of—I was at the point where I was like rooting for whoever had the ball last Bingo. I'm to that do guy. something. And so when Herbert ended up with the ball, I was like, "This guy's got like what, like 13 game-winning drives in his yeah. career already." So like, go do another one. That'd be cool. And then it was just the classic defense is going to take over for the last drive yeah. and. He didn't have the best performance himself there in the last drive either. So um, if Tua would have had the ball last time, like, let's get Tyreek Hill 300 yards tonight. Like, throw me a 75-yard bomb. For sure. So I know we'll talk about fantasy, but I played against him. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Tyreek Hill? Yes. Yeah, I have him. Yeah. That was fun. I had the Cowboys defense, which was like my highest scoring. So we're going to that in the fun, next part. Fun, fun. So I also played against that defense. <laughs> I also so, on the same teams. Somebody had the the Cowboys and Tyreek. I lost by sixty. Oh, because yeah. of that. Because oh, of that yeah. right there. Like that was it. I mean, like that's that. eighty. I mean, in, in stand, most well, and, half point PPRs, I mean, that would have been eighty plus get points. Get that right now, or do you want to? No, we'll get there. Okay, but I'll explain also that's why. That's brutal. But, yeah, I was saying that's brutal. It was not a fun week one for I, football for me. I'm, yeah. a, I'm excited for. Uh, oh, good for, for you, fantasy, Jameson. Fantasy good for you, Jameson. I'm definitely excited. You already good for you, buddy. No. I, I, mean, I didn't even I, mention that the Rams decimated Seattle uh-huh. in, in Seattle yeah. opening week, but yeah, hey, we guys, as well get that. We'll, we'll get there All right. on who decimated who. Lions, Lions um, did not decimate, but I, they won. But they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, and we understand Kelsey got injured early in the week. Chris Jones was injured. Chris Jones was not injured. Well, was sitting sorry. on his butt, uh, <laughs> waiting up. for two million dollars. Um, but no, like did him dirty. They did. Oh uh, my gosh! Yeah, it's not a good deal terrible deal it's not a good deal but genuinely like just looking at uh at those three games none of them disappointed in the element of drama and suspense Mm -mm. and you know just making it fun i mean the fact that mahomes had the opportunity to win a game 
but then didn't have his guy. And I mean, I like I'm not gonna say like awesome. the Lions won because they were the better team on that field. Sure, but Travis Kelsey in that game, Chiefs win. Well, when you when the Chiefs 100%. without their second and third best players, yeah, you know that's that's a real rough ask. And, and honestly, 100%. you know, Tony has been flamed. All week, rightfully yeah. so. Hell, yeah, rightfully I mean, so. Twenty-two yard gain that he dropped. You know, yeah. There, there were he dropped four was, passes in the game, but there were two of them that if he catches one of them, the Chiefs win the game because that was points on the board. And yeah, it's over. because you either take away six from a pick six, or you just are straight up in field goal range at the end Bro. of the game, down one, and you yep. have Butker, who Butker's is not as reliable missing. as they get. They've 40 yard chip shot in right Arrowhead. to left in yeah. Arrowhead with the wind blowing the direction that it does constantly in that stadium. There's yeah. no way he misses that shot. So it's it's the I Lions mean, were that, the better but, team, obviously, that yeah. night. Um, but it was not that I'm down on the Lions. I was rooting no, for the Lions. We were all excited even, oh, yeah. for that. even though I picked the Chiefs that night. So the, did I. The reason I picked the Chiefs is like you almost can't account for how fluky and how bad of a game that was uh, from the receiving core because yeah. normally you're the, just like. It Plug was a, anybody in there and they'll be fine. But. I mean, it was a perfect storm kind of a kind of a loss for them, mm-hmm. like losing like their second and third best guys on that team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then obviously the 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 drop balls and all that kind of stuff. But hey, but for for Lions three guys that are cheering for the Lions to make the playoffs and to win their division, I mean, we're cheering for it. We're yeah. not calling it, but necessarily, but we're cheering it. Like that was great. They needed that one. You yeah. got to have a couple of those games to get you there. Every every yeah. team that's on the rise needs a couple of an, those games, and that's awesome. Like like let's be real in the NFL, you need luck on your side here and there. You mm-hmm. do you need luck. I mean Tyler Bass, yeah, yeah. I mean Aaron Rod- like Aaron Rodgers, like that's a luck yep, thing. Like that's that, like like let's be real. Like yep. you you, you the, the football guys need to be on your on your team every once in a while on your side. Oh yeah. So now that I mean for me personally, um, I would say I was pins and needles with Monday night more than the other two. Um, but I was cheering. I, you know, I definitely had that cheer fan thing going in those other two games. I, I think I watched uh, probably the most uh, of those three games. The most I watched was the Chargers Dolphins because uh, I was in watch mode after watching the 49ers yeah. uh, you know, on Sunday afternoon. So um, I was just going back and forth between, I think, three or four games at that point. I watched all the afternoon games at some point. Even even though that we had one other one point game and that was the the Raiders Broncos, but honestly it was kind of a dud in, in the fourth I quarter. I had no so. interest in tuning into that whatsoever. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't that great to watch. Uh, it was bad football in the last few minutes. Denver shocker did not score many points. Yep, some things don't change. Uh, some things but don't change. Well, head some, coaches change. Head coaches you know? change. Yeah, um, I love. I mean, it's a bum. <laughs> I loved Sean Payton's call. Sorry, did you I, see him throw that bat? Yeah, he did. That was awesome. Um, professional baseball I player. I absolutely <laughs> loved the call for Sean Payton to onside kick first play of his head coaching career. Oh, that was great. I mean, not head coaching career, but tenure with the Broncos. Yep. I thought that was awesome. Obviously, like he was like a half a yard like from touching, like had to go another half yard for them to touch it for it to count. Yep. But I loved that. I loved that signal for the team. Russell Wilson looked good. Like I, I think I had sent him the text. Like he looked good. He was mobile, getting out of the pocket. You know, he threw two touchdowns. Arguably, that's probably his. If you compare it to all of his games last year, it's probably his best game. That's his best game as a Bronco. Yeah. Yep. So I, like, I don't disagree. Although, good. although that last the last series for him was not great. I didn't. Well, I didn't it catch didn't, it, so I don't know. They were not able to move the ball the way they should have. But he was playing without Judy. Uh, Judy, by the way, questionable for this week. So there's a possibility he comes back for week two for the Broncos. Saw that. 
I've got him on one of my fantasy teams. I had uh, Sutton, so he tonight. found the end zone. Yep. That was good. Yeah, that was a good get. The But no, like, uh, you know what? I, I did want to ask this question. From the football that you watch, I got to watch, uh, I think I watched eight games completely. Gosh darn it. I really do not like the Red Sox right now. Um, it's one thing to lose a game. It's a whole other thing to lose the Yankees. <laughs> They're in danger of doing it twice today. But uh, no, I was going to say, from what you guys saw, again, I watched eight games, I think, in totality. I watched highlights from all of them. Uh, I saw some really great and gutsy calls by coaches. It seemed like week one, it's like, you know what? We're just going to set the tone. We're going to go out there. We're going to take chances. We're going to be risk takers. But I don't think there was any bigger than inside your own 25 on the road in game one by Dan Campbell to fake go punt. for it on, on fourth down of fake so punt good. on a fourth and what was that? Two and a half, three, something like that. Inside yeah. his own 25. And dude, like to get that and then obviously that drive, uh, they go down, score a touchdown. That ends up being the difference in the game. And he mm-hmm. made that call in the first quarter, dude. Well, we hadn't hit zeros in one quarter, and Dan Campbell's going for on fourth and three inside his own twenty-five. That's I, awesome. I know we say that it's like you know ballsy, and it's you know a, a, like a that's a great you know tough decision or whatever you want to say. I think it's like a super smart thing to do that week one because what do you like? You're, I feel like in week one you're kind of playing with house money a bit because you 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 kind of don't know what the season's going to look like. You could be in a, in it, you could be out of it. I don't think there's as much pressure. Week one, maybe 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 there's a dumb perspective. I don't know, it could be, but I think that going for a week one, like when you're 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 underdogs in and in, in this game, you're away. I'm like, you know what? We lose a game. We like potentially if that's if that's the thought they process. Probably put but that I, down as a loss on their schedule. Like if they were being honest with themselves, sure, absolutely, absolutely. So, but so, to me, I go like, you know, you're kind of playing the house money week week one here. Go for yeah, it. And and when you're the when you're the lesser team and they are yeah uh, you know they won the game but they're the lesser yeah. team these are the defending uh, super bowl champs you, like, you gotta I, okay I to be it. the lesser team you gotta have an ace up the sleeve you gotta try some stuff and and i give but i just give them all the credit for being the first coach knowing that he was in that game against a much better head coach <laughs> no no offense to dan campbell the best head coach uh, in the league right now. andy Reid is the best head coach currently uh, coaching the nfl not all and i understand belichick is still yeah. coaching but he has right had now. better days so right now, but dang, to do it, I just thought it was awesome. Uh, I thought that was a great call. Um, I saw some timed blitzes in some close games. Um, didn't hate at all. Uh, Josh McDaniel, uh, his coaching in the fourth quarter for the Raiders. I mean, Jimmy G leads a drive downfield to put the Raiders ahead in the fourth. And dude, don't did not hate uh, some of the play calling on third down. I thought that was really smart. Um, you know, I, and I, I hate what happened, but like the bills blitzed every play that Aaron Rodgers was on the field. Like they blitzed three times in a row. Yeah. Um, that's awesome to like, just be willing to go out there and, and lay it on that guy. Mm -hmm. And, and I understand what happened, happened and that's sad, but like just stuff like that, where you're just seeing coaches go for it. I mean, it clearly week one. Let's do, yeah, (laughs) let's go for it though. Um, no, that was pretty cool. I thought that that was, I thought though that Dan Campbell's coaching performance was the coaching performance of the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. just you all know, things considered. I, I have a Homer take, but I think McVay's uh, coaching job I is actually very, very good. No, because I'm, we, 
I, I don't know how much we want to get into this game just yet, but that first drive where we held Seattle to, what was it, a field goal? Yeah. And then we get the ball and we literally do something that Nine Sean minutes. never does, where mm-hmm. we just run the entirety of the first quarter all the way down, and then we finally score a touchdown. And it's like, yep. that's not Rams football at all. And yeah. we're out there scheming with Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, and it's just like, obviously, NFC West matchups are going to NFC West matchup. Yeah. But it was just like, no, hey, I'm- this guy went out there with like the second most rookies rostered yeah. in the entire league, and we go into Seattle and we win. And I was like, I, that, that was not an expected outcome no, with Cooper Cup nobody, on IR. And nobody no, I know was Rams on the road there. Nobody. No, I, so I, I was I really stoked on that coaching job. I was, yeah. I'm 100% like, no disrespect Dan Campbell, but I'm, I'm with Jamison here. As much as it pains me, like, I watched all of that game. Yep. That, that's where I have to, 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 to tip my hat to is Sean McVay. But all, and I was texting Jamison. It was funny. We we're talking about this game. And I'm like, this game is going to be over by 3 p.m. with how fast it was <laughs> it going. It go very fast. Well, like, I mean, it, it slowed down. Second half slowed yeah. down. But that yeah. first half, it was an hour. Yeah. It was so fast. It was, was like, like maybe an hour and five minutes. the second quarter. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, I, crazy. I, I will say, what, regardless of what your opinion is, those are two coaches that were on the road and two yeah. of the three most hostile environments to go play a game. That's a good point. So good on them. Yep. Um, both of those guys pulling off that one. There was a lot of road winners in week one. A lot. Um, you know, and, and we'll mention briefly, uh, a, you know, at the top of that list would be the Cowboys and the 49ers, uh, both on the road, Boring blowing games. teams out. Boring games. I can't remember what I had heard, but it, the number is going to escape me. But it was like shocking number of teams on the road, not only covered, but like one Exceeded. straight up. And I was like, wow, that's yeah. I, it, again, I, I'm not going to even try to guess what the number is, but it was a number that was very shocking. I was like, that doesn't happen normally. Um, yeah. Home home field advantage this week. Really, uh, <laughs> really strange. I mean, not I, a get, thing. I, I guess, you know, week one sloppy football. Yeah, I get it. But mm-hmm. it was not really what I was expecting usually. Yeah. For, uh, for home. If you want to talk about some sloppy football. Joe Burrow was terrible. Oh, my gosh. So terrible. I, as you guys have been aware, the dude just signed the biggest extension. Yep. He's the highest played player ever. I wonder if there's some sad about it, becoming the highest played player and then being benched the next game. He was benched. Well, you don't go back out there down 24. No, no, obviously, obviously, and, yeah, but yeah. but still, yeah, he like, he had have to be in a position where yards. he is benched. Yeah. Eighty six. If you yards. would like to know that that is the right thing to do. Uh, like, and how I know it is because the New York Giants don't usually make good decisions, and they didn't. They sent their forty plus million dollar quarterback so confused out at forty that. to nothing. I was so confused, and he was on the field in and the fourth quarter on the last drive. Pass what rush. that pass rush was doing to him? Micah Parsons literally said he looked at Dable and went, "What are you doing?" Like Mike is like, "I'm gonna go get mine. Like I gotta do this." But like, he goes, well, "Are you serious?" I don't understand. He said that like, on his podcast today. He's like, are you serious? Why are you doing this? But I go, oh, cool. Cause you want to show your team that you're going to be fighters. But what if Daniel Jones goes and tears his Achilles? Yeah. Congratulations I mean, it, guys. Just, you really, sh- you know, showed your team that you were, you know, we're in, we're fighting. Yeah. That's dumbest, um, dumbest thing ever. Yeah, Cause legitimately 24 hours later, <laughs> you know, the, the worst did happen. Yep. Uh, at the beginning of a game. So, like, you're taking a chance. We don't need to take a chance for any reason. That was stupid. But, no, those were <laughs> yeah. those were incredible blowouts. Uh, again, both road wins. 
Um, you know, that that was pretty surprising. Uh, Packers at the Bears. Uh, we all had the Packers, really, but that's surprising. Uh, Justin won. Fields. I I think it's time, buddy. Uh, you you got put oh, up or shut up, dude. dude. Like that was not a. Good, uh, the Bears are just bad. I think he needs They're either a change of scenery or he Maybe, might. Just what are the toast. Jets? The Jets want to J E T S. Yeah, they can't Justin afford him either because they're gonna I, have to sign the extension. The well, the thing is, like, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't know but, who I would rather what position have is, throwing the ball. In what position is Justin Fields to negotiate a contract where he's gonna get, get be paid a lot of money? Uh, yeah, well, like, I mean, like, what do you want, Zach Wilson, with more athleticism? Uh, it was sure. a really <laughs> high fantasy pick this year. Um, Garrett Wilson yeah, is rolling over wherever oh, he's that poor dude. Right now. Yeah, he he's a baller that needs somebody that can sling it to get get on that squad, but. No, I uh, I did see like like I said, just several of those uh, several of those games. Uh, you also had, um, forgive me, uh, Colts game, brain fart, surprising, surprisingly yeah. close. Uh, Jacksonville uh, went and won on the road as well. Um, Richardson that was surprising. Richardson played well. He was the best of the rookie quarterbacks that played this week. I totally agree. And for I, fantasy, like a, a pretty solid. I don't happen to have him in any in league. Any I think he had twenty points. Yep, somewhere around there. He well, he had the rushing touchdown, and he had yeah. about 40 yards. So, yeah, he got 10 of his 20-ish on the ground. Which is yeah. what we figured he would do anyway, but still, yeah. easily the best quarterback I, performance. I will say, um, kind of what, what I had talked about when we covered the AFC, um, and I obviously had drew the AFC South, when I was talking about uh, that team and Shane Steichen and like the cool things that they can do in the run game there. I think you saw a lot of that on display this week, like some really interesting formations. And it almost, again, as, as we had mentioned, it's like, man, you just think, what if Jonathan Taylor was suiting up with this team, with that run design, this entire- with the athleticism at quarterback? And it's like, you really do have like Philadelphia Eagles light. And on the, the same coin, we, we did kind of see Philadelphia struggle to do some things offensively without Shane Steichen there. So it's yeah. like, you, you can obviously tell his influence on an offense. Um, and I, I mean, thought the Colts were, were kind of frisky. I obviously am, am pretty high on Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Absolutely. And Calvin Ridley had a monster They gave game. us reason to be. That offense yeah. looks good. It, exactly. And so, uh, you know, pretty surprising week one, I'll say, for the Colts. Like, I didn't expect you guys to hang around there, and you showed some promise. You'll be kind of a, a fun, frisky team to watch. L- listener but, to the show, Todd, was, was definitely a little bummed. But he was also... He said... I. That, I'm super encouraged. Like that's, he yeah, looks no, the part. That's, that's a game where you lose, and you're like, obviously, we weren't expecting to win that game. But I feel better than I did going into this week. He, if you're a Colts fan, he even mm-hmm. indicated it as a Colts fan, like, uh, not super unhappy with my defense either. Like, yeah. they Buckner had the the what's going on uh, fumble recovery and thirty something yard return. Yeah, that, uh, was, for that was strange. Put some points on the board, but like. Uh, like he said, he goes, you know, there was, uh, it was literally possessions game. I, uh, you had, you had a running back who decided to fumble the ball two different times. By the way, Kareem Hunt, well, I'm going to keep saying this name yeah. out loud till he has a job. What the heck should be knocking on the door today? Um, cause if you need to win the next three weeks, I mean, and let's just be straight Kareem Hunt next to Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the season with Richardson playing quarterback. That's not fun. And Pittman playing that well because Pittman looked Pittman had a great. Game. great. About uh, time. I was like a, I know, apparently dude, a year, I, a year dude, too I, early on drafting I, him. Yeah, <laughs> so was I, dude. Because I, I, like I last, I think, two years when I drafted him, was like, he's, yeah. num- he's number one. Like, there's yep. not a whole lot going on there. Like, he's not a whole lot of threat to his fantasy value. So I drafted him. Has not done well. well to and be so fair I, I told to him. myself this year, like, I'm not going to do it. 
And then I, I see that I'm like, you've got to be Carson Wentz and the corpse of Matt Ryan throwing yes, the balls. He, he did. did. He, he did. did. And, but no, he he looked real good. By the way, but then also uh, flexing the guillotine. I uh, had Pittman. That, so hey, for the guillotine, that's a good cop. Yep, that yes. was that was good. I I was super pumped about that. But no, he said there. Were, you know, in that conversation with Todd, he's like, man, just seriously, I I was really encouraged. Like, even though we lost, I wasn't expecting to win. And and he goes, you know, just to know that we can play defense that well. That when we get Jonathan Taylor back and we have a solid run game, we can be in games. He's like, we're in this game. We just fumbled the ball twice. And that was literally the difference. We were driving, mm-hmm. but we fumbled the ball twice. He goes, this is not Argue on our rookie quarterback. And that's Taylor, awesome. You probably win that game. Yep. And Jonathan Taylor's probably saying the same thing. So shut up, old white. Um, let the dude <laughs> play. Um, genuinely. But I I think if you're if you're paying attention and uh, watching week one, there was a few other awesome things uh, that really stood out and don't want to miss some big stuff. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to it for a moment and just say, uh, if you watch all those games, your, your top three teams had to include clearly the 49ers. Yep. yep. And I know they were power ranking number one today. That was an execution that happened on the field. The Steelers looked like they had. That was their first time playing together. I know you guys didn't watch it. The only reason the Steelers scored that touchdown in the second quarter was because Lenore decided to commit two personal fouls on the. Or actually, one was a PI and the other was a personal foul, and gave thirty-four yards to the Steelers on that drive. One was on a third. As down. As a so, Pat Fryermuth owner in multiple leagues, thank you. Um, yeah, well, you're welcome on that one. I one told you not to yards, by the way. On watch um, to, to have, we probably won't have it now, but we had texted about it. Najee Harris fraud, question mark? Uh, bust I, alert. Bust but, watch this season. But it's, he's but on watch bust watch. for it. Watch for it. We're going to watch for it. I, I firmly believe that they are playing the number one or two defense in the league. Oh, yeah. So, Jeez. 100%. Like, that. you got to watch that one. Um, I mean, these are these are the week one overreactions. But it is totally. you got and 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 have at Rams I don't Super Bowl. but I uh, <laughs> yeah. Rams under twenty zero. I mean, come on, that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're undefeated. Hey, they're undefeated, yeah. guys. But genuinely, like I don't want to. I don't want to miss that. That I. I don't. I'm not going to say the 49ers played a perfect game because they didn't. Um, there was definitely some missed opportunities uh, by Pickett. Uh, there was a huge controversy going around the internet uh, last 24 hours that he had suffered a concussion early in the game when Drake Jackson sacked him in the second quarter. And they're like, well, that's why he was missing all those throws. Based off of how he was playing, I hope so. Uh, but I also hope not. But he has cleared pro- concussion protocol twice uh, by okay, the team well, then he just in the league. So he just played At really bad. this week. Um, but, he, but again, playing against number one defense, number two defense, something like that. I, I mean, obviously not shocked with the outcome of that game. No. I think Grant and I have been kind of fading the Steelers this year anyway. So um, this, this might be my Raiders of this year that but, I just am like, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. But on and, and, and I'm going to say it now in the middle of the show, we're going to we're actually going to miss our uh, our pros and cons segment tonight because unfortunately, Mike has some stuff that's taking him away. So on his behalf tonight. He would love for us to say this out loud because you guys just brought up the Steelers and we we talked about how Burrow had a bad game, but what the crap are the Browns? Did they just, did they literally just say, this is our division? I'm, I, I'm, I like the Browns. Hey, I, I like I'm, the Browns. We can, go back to the, we can go back to this preview. I said they'd win, might win nine or 10 games. I like the Browns. I, 
I, bro, I like this team. That team looked like they could win 12 games. Well, yeah. the, the thing I mean, that's, that's that crazy now is... Miles Garrett was standing over a dead body in uh, the second and half. And was practicing like, his, cow. his crossover yeah, game, crossover. He was just practicing I, his crossover yeah, game, dude. Like <laughs> they were kind of a, they were kind of swaggy. I mean, that was impressive as cr- twenty four to three over the Super Bowl attending, uh, you know, Cincinnati Bengals. Like, what the crud? You know, they're two years off. Like that. What is what is happening? That should not take place. Did we I mean, sleep on the team? No, I didn't. It, it, but did you call them week one losing to the Browns? I mean, the, it, I don't think we didn't do pickums last week. So I'm, we didn't. But I mean, I would have taken in a pick the Bengals. League. I, I definitely take the took the Bengals. Yeah, 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 totally. But I knew that the Browns were going to be solid at worst. I just just given their run game. Like I said, I think Nick Chubb is I mean, one of the best l- running I mean, backs let's in think the yes, yes. Again, like Which we all know the they have a good old line. They Crazy do. They, they, they probably have a lose, top five. They did lose Conklin. Right yeah, they did lose Conklin. That's yes. gonna hurt. But That's fair. But but they yeah, have. A, they that have was a, bummer. Over like let's just back it up a week. Good old line, great run game, good receivers. Um, they've like got Harry Cooper's most slept on number one in the league. Dude, right now. crazy. Yeah, couldn't and believe it, how far he's fallen. Well, and drafts. again, like let's think about it too. Mark Cooper probably now has the best quarterback he's ever had. Yes, like he does, and and Watson did. Yeah, he glimpses, had Dak, Like I, you know? I would take Deshaun Watson over Dak Prescott. I, f- I feel bad yes. rooting I would take for Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson over Derek Carr. Yeah, for obvious reasons. I feel yeah. bad. I feel bad rooting for him, but he is on a couple fantasy teams just because that's how the yes, the, I have, I, the cards yeah. fell. I did. Um, I did judgmentally look at your roster, I and know. you know he had a good week. He did. He had and a good week, not a great one. A good and one. He, he had a slow start, but there was there was that point. Um, I think it was before they scored, and then his he got legs, the two-point conversion. His legs looked fresh. His legs were good. He he put it together a really solid drive, I think somewhere in the third quarter, um, but like, and then again, got the two-point conversion himself. Their pass catch, the, this, and he was this getting Browns, hyped. This Browns pass catching, Cooper, Peoples-Jones, they got Najoku, like right there. That's, uh, yeah, that's underrated solid. tight end room, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Uh, they have a, a, I mean, their weakness is their secondary. That's what, I, that's what I had said, and I was the AFC North preview. Weaknesses are their secondary, and their linebackers are not that great. But that, I mean... That pass rush though can make up for a lot in that secondary. Yeah. Again, like that's that's how it goes. That's how you can do it. So I I, I have I am I mean, higher on this team. Newsom and Ward, I like. Yes. I, I mean, their corners one two are pretty stinking solid. Yes. But fair point. They they, they 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 aren't these like upper echelon like a a Diggs or a but, but still like they're good. I mean, they're and they're left and right on on defensive ends. You know, like Zaria yes. Smith. That was a yes. good get. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a good get. So and, like. Things are obviously much more wide open now that the Jets are basically completely just, out of the picture. You just yeah. took the guy, let's just say, probably the third best pass rusher, like probably third best defensive yeah. player in this league, and gave him a deal on the outside in, of that. In, in the runnings. Yeah. My, yeah. I mean, you're, you're Micah Bosa, Watt, probably. I, I'm, I'd take I'm, I'm all three, put, and then I'd put, put Garrett. I'd put Watt for just because of his health uh, and because of this last year. He just sacked. I'm he not three times on Sunday, guys. Yeah, I'm okay, not but counting Miles Chris Garrett, Jones, I guess, but he would be like in the top okay, five. Okay, no, but yeah. but I'm just gonna say like TJ Watt hasn't been healthy, so I'm gonna go with Miles Garrett. Like that's, okay, Miles Garrett consistently has been that guy. Yeah, yes. I mean to be fair, usually TJ Watt on field, Steelers win or get close. This is the first time I've ever seen them be destroyed um, or lose big with him playing but, that well. So but, that's fair. I, I I like Miles Garrett more. He's bigger. I like him more. Then I do Watt. Watt, Watt to me is four because I go Bosa, Parsons, Garrett, Watt. That's where I go yeah. with that. But anyway, but you pair. It's a good run. But, but, Rushmore. But, but, you, but you pair Miles Garrett with the dude who will also get, who will get double digit sacks. Like, come on, dude. Like, like that's a, you know, yeah. you, gotta have to, you have to pick your poison there. So yeah, I, I like that team. 
their 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 weakest their weakest group is probably their linebackers or their secondary in terms of their safety their, their yeah. safety group. And if and if and if that's weak when you've got Denzel Ward there, like that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean New, between Newsom and Ward, you know those are those are island level cornerbacks, uh, depending on the matchup. But like uh, in particular, I think I think Ward's clearly the better of the two. Yes. Um. But yeah, like I just could not believe that that destruction happened. Joe Burrow had the worst game of his career. He didn't throw for a hundred yards. And this I've said this in in, in relative fantasy discussions. I don't ever draft a guy after his big deal. I am that person. The only exception probably in the, my history would have been I did get Mahomes in one league, yeah. but I knew what that was. I mean, there, yeah, there are guys that you just know. So, But I don't ever draft them the next year if they're not like the guy. You know, oh, yeah. like, like I wouldn't mind drafting Kelsey in most any format, any time, uh, which by the way, that'll be... Uh, Todd. Todd's definitely getting him in the guillotine. He's got waiver one. I... We had the conversation. He oh, goes, really? he's, he goes, yeah, he's like, I, I've got waiver one. And I was like, so you have to do it. There's only about 10 guys that are worth this for sure. He's one of them. So he's, he will be taking him and, and we'll see what happens with the rest of it. But the, um, but genuinely, like, I don't ever do it because it, for whatever reason, this crap happens every time. Okay, but it's week one. I understand. And I, that's but why, I, I know we're overreaction we're mode, that's but fair. like, but like right now, the dude is literally headed to uh, sixteen hundred yards passing, just roughly in my head. <laughs> so, like, I mean, he's gonna post some Justin Fields numbers here, guys. Like, that, that's what he's headed towards. Yeah. But did Justin no, Fields have a better around. better week? <laughs> Justin, Justin Fields, Fields did have a better week yeah. than Burrow, and he didn't have a good one, that's for sure. <laughs> but no, I that was uh, that was just to me of all the games this weekend, I was less shocked for sure that the Cowboys beat up on the Giants than I was um, that uh, the, the Browns went and beat up on the Bengals. I was less shocked at that, that Giants-Cowboys game. So a couple other things to get into. Um, you know, there's a few players I want to make sure that we highlight uh, performances on. One was Tyreek Hill going 200-plus and two touchdowns in week one. That's crazy. Uh, I know none of us are like shocked, shocked because Tyreek has that potential every week for sure. But I was like, holy cow, really? 200 plus in week one? And he did it on 10 catches, I believe. Tyreek is right now the best receiver in football. Yes. And Mm. he probably was last year too. And Tua going out kind of brought him back down a little bit. I mean, bit. he was on pace. Let's go. He was, uh, he was going for 2,000 receiving yards last year. Let's Which not, on the record. Yep. Yeah, he, let's not forget. And um, He's on pace for you know, a lot more than that. Obviously, it, I think you know, he had a pretty comparable week one last year. I think it was yeah. around 200. His, oh, his yeah. first, yeah, that first half of the season, we had our uh, MVP conversations, and I put him as like a potential MVP, yeah. even though it was like, obviously, was a wide receiver is never going to win MVP. That's just not how the award works at the moment. Yeah, but it was like legitimately shocking stuff, and to just pick it up and do it again, um, I just hope they all stay healthy because this could be like a record-breaking kind of offense. Well, that we're I mean, watching right Mike now. Mike McDaniel, seventy-six hundred yards right now. Mike McDaniel yeah. is a dude. Oh, you didn't have to tell this guy. Yeah, love the I scheme that, that they all got. Last year. I love, I love the scheme and the speed. And Tua just looks a lot better than last year. Like. 
Dude, he uh, is, aside from the hell, like he just looks quick release. He, quick I, I saw one. Love I can't it. even remember because it was all such a blur with so much football going on. I believe there was one throw where he stepped up into the pocket and kind of like threw across his body because he's you know left-handed guy threw across his body to like Tyreek who was crossing over to the right sideline, but he had laid it up like yeah. when Tyreek was at midfield and just perfectly dropped it in there. And I was just like, man. They just they got it down right now, and if they can stay healthy, they are going places. Yeah, especially with now the Jets out of the conversation. Yeah, the uh, the Bills take an early loss in the season. You get this leg up in the division. Well, I mean, I, did, I, w- I would think I would think too that like with the offseason work that Tua did. To, I mean, we I mean some of you guys may have seen it, but him like trying to land different. Oh yeah, like jiu- trying to jiu- jiu- thing. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, trying to. He's learned how to roll instead of letting his head take the bounce, like taking I mean, it on the shoulder so and all that. If that yeah. helps, like great. And if he can stay healthy, man, man, this this team can do something. No, it, that that was super fun. I w- I definitely wanted to highlight that. Um, wanted to and 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 I I know I'm I know I'm bringing up my team when I say it. So let me get through it really fast. But Brock Purdy set an NFL record. Uh, first quarterback to go seven and zero with multiple touchdown passes. Uh, in their first seven regular season games. I know that split over late last season, early this season, but that was that was cool to, is that to see. Your stat of the week? Uh, no, that is not stat of the <laughs> week. I will go back to the Dallas Cowboys for the stat of the week. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but no, I I mean as a fan, I didn't know that until after the game was over. Um, you know, I saw that start coming up on uh, on my feed, and I was like, oh, that's that's super dope. Um, you know, the guy's only not put up thirty points one time as an NFL quarterback in regular season games so far. If this was a rookie season, like if we we're just seeing it from the start, it would truly be unbelievable. But we've seen it split over the the last, you know, now. I mean, what are we at? He played nine, ten, ten weeks of football um, here in the NFL. So, like, that's that was really cool to watch. And uh, you know, talk about quarterbacks getting rid of the ball quick. Holy cow! Uh, Mike Mike McDaniel's preaching the same thing that. Mm-hmm. His former boss is preaching. That was pretty obvious. But uh, no, a couple other, a couple other big ones. I mentioned T.J. Watt with three sacks in Week One. Drake Jackson for the 49ers, three sacks in Week One. Those two are currently leading the league. Uh, the three interceptions uh, from the aforementioned Jordan Whitehead. Uh, another big defensive standout. Uh, there was a uh, massive game. Uh, and he'll he, there's all these people I believe are up for FedEx Player. Uh, Round player of the week. Um Christian McCaffrey leading all rushers 169 yards on on Sunday. Tua has all the passing uh, ones. Tua has all the passing ones. I think honestly, I think Tua should get it. Well, no, Tyreek should probably get it. For air player of the week? For for like uh it, or yeah, like, the airplay or whatever that is. I don't understand yeah. not the terms, but the FedEx play the ground Fed- player, yeah. air player. But, okay, let's just say is. let's say offensive player of the week. Like if you were gonna pick probably one probably Tyreek. I'd probably take Tyreek. Yeah. I, I would say, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I, I, I feel like I feel like, back in what first week. But I feel like you, I feel like you can though, like with a, a reward, an award like that, you can't give it to one without really the other. Like it's got to be like, well, who gave him all those yards? Yeah, I feel like. But this is how it goes. At the same time, Tyreek is a guy who Tyreek's yak though. You, you just get him the ball, and then right. he also gets you some of your own stats. Yeah. by him doing the work. Um, yeah. but I do think right now, um, not only did he have like the best weak but i think he's probably right now reestablished himself as the best like singular weapon yeah in sports right yep. now well not sports but in football right yep. now yep um I get what you're saying you know cmc is another guy who obviously comes to mind there but um 
we've continued to see how dynamic teams can be with him at wide receiver. And it's just like the yak stuff, just this, the straight up straight line speed stuff. Just he's on the been working route. on his, on his routes. Like his, uh, his, he's strong. He's thick. He's fast. Like he's got hands, obviously like it, it's just hard to beat. And then when you have that scheme, it's just insane. So big week for him, big week for Tua. really stoked for the dolphins moving forward. Did did uh, forget to mention we? I said there was one other one point game. I totally forgot. The Saints beat the Titans cool. uh, in Week One on a one point. Yeah, game. Tannehill Neat. threw three picks, looked extremely bad. Uh, <laughs> they have, uh, aside from the Jets, I think the worst quarterback room in the league hey, right now. Preach. Uh, yeah. Tannehill's bad. Malik Willis not good. And then we don't even know. Will, Will, Will Levis, Willis, wide receiver. Will Levis is third, um, and Malik Willis is bad, and he's second. So yeah, that tells you a lot about how they feel about. That Will was Levis. probably the most uninteresting game of the week, and yeah. I did not. Yeah, I did not tune I into that watch, one whatsoever. I, I I knew the Saints won, but other than that, I knew nothing about that game. No, I saw. I watched mostly just highlights of that one. Did tune in for a little bit of it. Also, just don't like but, the Saints. I feel like yeah. I've made that obvious. You've made that obvious. Don't like their head coach. Um, no, I, and, and one other game that I wanted to make sure we mention and touch on, because it, it was also, I think the it would be the loss of the year that we're talking about. Um, you know, J.K. Dobbins, uh, again. I've got, I've got uh, him in the league. Again, league, as a matter of fact. I'm glad I didn't. I was brutal. like, I'm steering clear from that one. Also an Achilles tear. Yep. Um, and this is a guy who has dealt with nothing but injuries for the last few years. This guy's been through the ACL. Um, you know, twice <laughs> and now uh, gets an Achilles. I, you know, if there was ever an excuse to hang it up for, for a guy, this is it right Worst here. Worst part is when he does brutal. play, he's insanely, he's so effective. Insanely effective. Yeah, I mean, Man. he's still got your fantasy points. Oh, yeah, uh, like he, you know, he the did, first half. He did good enough for me like this week. This third quarter, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Um, but yeah, just super unfortunate. And again, it's like the the Ravens Injury luck is just still a thing. It, it was bad. I mean, talk about quarterbacks, by the way, didn't have a good week. Uh, Lamar Jackson sucked. But I will say Texans defense is a bunch of jaw hitting jerks. Those dudes, which tee off on it, human beings. Holy it is cow. kind of the, you know, the the thing I was expecting from them. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. you've got who a head coach. OK, D'Amico Ryan's here. Yeah, you're going to run through a wall for that guy. Oh, dude. And the defense came out swinging. They just clearly do not have any ballers on that offense. No. And no. You know, CJ Stroud, did, was, and C. Stroud did not look terrible. No, but he doesn't have... I mean, he's got mediocre guys. They're just yeah. two over-the-top guys. Mean, That's we, all he's got. Yeah, we, we talked about that when I had the pleasure of covering the we, AFC and <laughs> NFC South. And same thing with the Panthers. Like, just yep. no, no weapons, nothing going on. Yeah. You got what your guy, you but you gave up oh. DJ Moore to get your I guy. Mean, I will, I yeah. will say, though, I mean, going back to the quarterback play, for this... First week, the rookies, there was none that were awful. No, I mean, they weren't would great. You say, I would say Stroud, while he didn't look good, probably was the worst I mean, of Bright, them. Yeah, but uh, I'm saying but he was three terrible, top. But, but again, but like Bryce Young might have had the worst one. But like, again, yeah, that's fair. It's debatable. But, but I remember like I, I remembered over the yeah. past few years, there's always a rookie quarterback that just plays, throws two picks. Like no touchdowns. Sure. Like that yeah, kind of Zach stuff. Wilson. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, things like that. Yeah. They were okay. I think if you're a fan of these teams, you're not terrified about about your your quarterback, your rookie quarterback. No, I mean these are teams that are in the development mode. Uh, clearly, clearly the rosters are there. Yeah. The one I I mean I'd still say, 
for me personally, the best overall situation still might be Houston just because that defense is there. You're committed to the coach long-term. You're committed to a process. He's going to build a winning culture. And Stroud looks like he could be a guy. Could be. But I might say I might say Indianapolis just because of the what the what some of the like having Michael Pittman. The roster's definitely further developed, but you got to deal with that owner. And I'm just saying the Texans are bought into the long term. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying overall situation. Yeah. If I was Richardson, wouldn't be real sad about playing in Houston. Throwing that yeah. out there. Well, and the other thing too, as you're building a team and you have an owner like that, obviously the players are much more aligned in their yep. relationships versus ownership. And so when you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who is an all pro star running back, who's not getting what he wants from the owner of that team. He wanted $2 million. Yeah, I, I'm sure he he's not talking to other players in the league being like, you know what? All, all, all jokes aside, I do really think that you guys should play here. I'm being treated very kindly yeah. uh, by, by this ownership. And but, it's just like, dude, you know, and, and I like, I like Damian Pierce a lot. Uh, down not have a good week, but that, uh, that Ravens front seven is good. Yeah. They, yeah. that, that was, I yeah, do he like did have a great week, but overall he's, I mean, he should be an 11 to 1200 yard guy this year. Yep. I like him in that six to eight touchdown range. I drafted him to my number two running back so in I. two different leagues. Um, you know, a, already snagging a one, but like, I, I do like the Houston situation the most overall, not to say that, that all three of those situations don't have their points of attraction, you know, including Carolina and Indy, uh, in that, but most yeah. promising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, I will say we just mentioned them. Atlanta does appear to be who they are, right? Like we, we were like, okay, this is a team that's gonna, they're going to run the ball down your throat like a hundred percent. They they Sean got two guys that, that can nasty, do it. Yeah, that, that nasty touchdown. Yeah, that step back that was good. Whoop, one thing I was, I was not expecting whoop. was I forget Tyler Algier. Algier, yeah, you got had it. more touches than Bijan did. I was I, shocked by that. He had a monster year last year, so and I was wondering how they were going to split that up when I was trying to. Yeah, but I, I was surprised because but. like just like the the hype of Bijan, he's an ex Marshall well, Falk, like all like all those kind of comps, and this is the guy that he'll he'll carry the ball twenty five times a game, like all yep. kind of stuff. And then Algier had more carries so, uh, and I'm, more yards. I was shocked. So we're going to transition to it in a moment. I'll kind of lead us into it with this. Um, I'm dropping this here. So I've been an admin on, and I haven't said this on the podcast. I don't even know if I've ever told you guys. Uh, I've been an admin on a fantasy football uh, advice page for like a year or so. And there's about 4,000 people on the page. So you get a varied amount of insane things that get said. And then a lot of like thought provokers too. And I have advocated on the page multiple times to not draft Bashawn Robinson in the first round of your fantasy draft. And I don't care if it's a 10 or it's a 12, it's a 14. Then you should go in the top. Yeah. You go in the first round, but towards the end, um, because genuinely there are two unicorns two over the last eight years that have, uh, that have either led or been in the top three in uh, in rushing uh, as as rookies, and that's Saquon and Zeke, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt. I uh, Kareem Hunt was not top three. I I believe he was. I mean, he had. I don't think he was third. I mean, I don't he, think he was like, top three. I think he closed double digit touchdowns in a leading leading rusher. I feel like that's got to get you in top three. There, I, I, from all the stats I've looked at, I can okay. say that out loud, and nobody fought me on it yet. My and and I uh, so like looking through. Uh, it might have been that he was three. Maybe I'm saying top two. But anyway, those are unicorns. If you look at, um, if you look at the guys that are getting drafted every year, okay. And so say it's two guys. Even say it was three over eight years. 
that's 16 guys that are in that top two you know, conversation. Um, and you have two, maybe three of them that were rookies. So do the math. You go with the veteran every single time because only here or there is this going to be a guy. John Robinson's going to have a really good year. But Algiers last year's guy, and he ran for over a thousand yards in that offense. He is going nowhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, but the end zone. And also he's going to steal a lot of those goal line touches because he's ball security and they believe in him. So I wasn't surprised that he out touched him. Also look at or look around the league in those situations. Gibbs didn't get the most touches on that uh, on his team either. Nope. They're going to go with ball security. And that's why David Montgomery's got a job in the NFL. Dude gets 3.8 to 4.2 every single year and he doesn't fumble the ball. But here and there. He did, he did, unfortunately, for the Bears here and there, mm-hmm. but last year, he was getting mowed over with no offensive oh, line yeah, for him, so all the forgiveness for that. He but probably like, wanted to fumble just to get himself off of the field. But if Algier is, let's say, right now's uh, Jamal Williams, you know, if he is Mark Ingram, if he is, it, just take your guy, okay? If he's Gus Edwards, if he's whatever, like, if that's what he is, well, he's the veteran with ball security. He's going to get the touches, and so I've been advocating, don't do it, don't do it. Don't. No one wanted to listen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm telling you this will happen. Algier's going to either pace or outpace him week one. Let me tell you what that page looked like yesterday. Because I had a blast listening to all of the apologies. Did you see how good Bajan was, though? And I'm like, yes. Never said he wasn't going to be great. Didn't say you shouldn't take him in the 15 range. It's literally fantasy. But get your points. And this is going to transition us into the fantasy discussion. Get your points in the first round. Let that be a lesson to everyone that ever listens to this podcast or any podcast that deals with any type of fantasy football. Get for sure points. Case in point, I listened to my own advice this year. I don't ever take wide receivers in the first round. Tyreek Hill, in the league, I got a win. I was at six, and I had Nick Chubb or Tyreek Hill. And I love Nick Chubb. Old me would have taken Nick Chubb all day long. But I also know that Nick Chubb is in a situation where that offense is no longer predicated just around him, and I need the points. Tyreek Hill is the guy. The guy. And I would have personally taken him over Jamar Chase this year. I just wasn't telling mm-hmm. anyone that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, when I got him, I went, don't feel bad about it. I'm doing it. Let's go. And no regrets. 43 points later in week one, I didn't take Bajon Robinson. Do you think I'm sad about it? And I was hearing all the time he should be going between five and eight, five and nine, yeah. somewhere in that range. And I watched it happen a lot. Uh, in these fantasy advice things where people are screenshotting and letting us know. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I just wouldn't do it. I mean, it's a, it's a great point in, in one of my ESPN leagues, I had made a, a comment. I was like, why are in like in the draft chat or whatever? I was like, why are yep. quarterbacks already? It was like round three and it's like three quarterbacks are already gone. I'm like, why are we taking quarterbacks? And someone's like, well, when it's, uh, you know, so-and-so like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's worth going. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep that in mind. Then we'll see how week one goes. Mm-hmm. And not to put this person on blast, but this person <laughs> did draft Josh Allen oh, fairly early yep. because of that reason. Yep. Um, do you want to guess, because of not taking the points where they probably should have, do you want to guess how many points uh, this team it put up in fantasy give, this Give me week? the outline. Is this 10, 12, 14? This is a 12-man league. This is a 12-man league. league. I'm going to go like 43 points. This 12-man league, uh, single flex, double. 
obviously not super flex. This is, I, let me pull it back up. It should be the single flex league. Yeah. And I'm assuming half point or full. Cause I know you don't play a standard league. Uh, full. Okay. So it's full. I'm going to go 40. So I'm going to say 47. Oh yeah. You can't tell me anything else about it. All right. So, cause then I'll know too much. Um, Everything else is standard, so two running backs, two wide receivers or three? Two running backs, two wide receivers, okay. tight end, flex. Single D, flex. Kick. Got it. Yeah. All right. Um, in a 12-man league, if he took Josh Allen, and I'm assuming you took him in the third round? I, I believe so. I could probably find when, uh, when he okay, was drafted. Just, no, I'm just... Dude, I can do the math here. I'm pretty I, good I at this. You're doing, I understand you're doing the he math. Was, he was drafted 18th. Overall, oh, my gosh. Josh Allen drafted Oh, never 18th. mind. All right. So I'm going to be pretty close to great here. I'm going to go 55. Uh, sixty-four. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna give him mid sixties until yeah. until you said he took him eighteen, yeah. which so. which was good enough for for lowest in, in week one again. Not to put anybody on blast, I'm not going to name names. Uh, do they, it. They probably don't even listen to this anyway. No, so, 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 yes, I'm say not, it. Not, come well, on, say it. I, I don't. I don't know don't this person. I don't anymore. know this person well enough to like put okay. them on blast like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, That's fair. but I. It was like a really good example of like, sure, you can like, you know, take them early. I was but that's a bad idea like everybody who does fantasy knows you don't draft quarterbacks that early that's just like not a thing unless it's a guillotine league unless it's a guillotine league and then you take patrick mahomes and you have the most points in the league first week which we will i'm sure talk about (laughs) which Um, is yeah which i want to get into matt but matt you don't have to have the most points you just can't have the least that's true yeah and our friend who drafted two count them two tight ends and told me to my face he wasn't sad about it uh, with his first and second picks, he took uh, Kelsey and Andrews. Uh, that's crazy. One and two. Um, he that's did it on accident, but he said he wasn't strat. sad about it. That's definitely a strat. Uh, right yeah, that might be a strat. Well, in, in a, that is one of the strategies of all time. Of them played it is week one, one of the strategies of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you? What are you doing? Well, I'm going. I'm going the double tight end stretch. Yeah. <laughs> he said uh, one person ever. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, he, he and it, I mean, he ended up with Jared Goff. He had like, I believe, 36 points. Yeah. He had Jarek McKinnon starting at running back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, was one of them. No, he ended up with, a, I think it was high 40s. You low want some 50s. crazy talking about fantasy? My guillotine league had the highest points. <laughs> my did that my ESPN league I was telling you about had the highest we, points. We drafted 16 teams in that league. How did you get the most points? I got with a hundred, guillotine? I got a and you didn't even lead the leagues. I did. I, I got 106, I believe. That was Ooh. the most you scored in week Well, you did have Burrow. a rough week, huh? Oh, I had a, jeepers. I, I, had 104, and, I had 104. What'd you do? Draft Joe Burrow in all your leagues? Uh, No. I uh, In ESPN, my, my 12-man league, where I was just telling you about that 64-point performance there. Um, Obviously, this is not going to be sustainable by my team, but they did put up 161.76 points this week. Nice. Courtesy of the Dallas Cowboys defense. Right. By the way. Right. Um, and my first round pick, Christian McCaffrey. Bingo. Big week there. ESPN. Um, yeah, well, I, I had a pretty comfortable, yeah. pretty comfortable win. So my, my week one in the B League. Okay. I had Joe Burrow. Oh, man. Jamar Chase. I wasn't wrong. Damian Pierce. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had DJ Moore in my flex. Oof. Um, at the Bron- shout out to the Green Bay defense. Yeah, my <laughs> highest, my the highest points I got was eighteen from my kicker. Oh yeah, in uh 
and Jake Elliott, dude. It was terrible. Uh, I scored he had a good I, week. He had a really good week. I, I scored a whopping seventy three points. Oh man, it was how, how how bad was the defeat? Let me look. I don't think in this one it was. I mean, it was like they in the it beat. was a hundred. It was a uh twenty seven points. Okay. How did how did Mike do? How did Mike do? Uh, what, who, who, what, what is Mike's team? Is, is is he Commissioner Kittles? Yes. Uh, he scored one away. He lost. Uh, he golf my lawn. Got uh, scored oh, one hundred and forty two. Yeah. Wow. And Mike scored 108. Shout out to my buddy I, Nick, I who does listen to the I, podcast. I did win the B League this week as well. I was a little nervous because I have Lamar in that league. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah I, I won in the A with him. So Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, I was going up against Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, but I did have Calvin Ridley, big week. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, not really. Austin Eckler. You were high on week. Ridley. It paid off I, so I was. far. That was, that was um, I'm, I'm still high on Jameer Gibbs, but not a really good uh, fantasy output. And then Goddard I, gave me a, I a think zero piece. I think that's the one week. I'm going to be wrong on. I, I, I If I'm going to be wrong on somebody this year, I wasn't in love Gibbs. with Gibbs because Montgomery is the trusted back. But Gibbs looked really good. He did. With, he yeah, with his good. limited touches, I was like, this he, guy, he had that half spin, yeah. like juke thing. I was like, that's absolutely He did disgusting. let one hit the ground, but got recovered. Yeah. So he, he got yeah. out of that alive. But honestly, dude, I, I think that's their baller. Now, the, the tricky thing here with this team, not, not to expose my, my B-League strategies too much, um, I also did have the the Jets defense, by the way, twenty points. Kind of yep. secured that for me. I, I was going up, Xavier Gibson. Thank you. I, I was going into that night projected to lose by one point. I only had the New York defense and Wat Me Whip, Wat Me TJ, whoever that is in the B League. I don't know uh, who that had is. Josh Allen and the Buffalo defense. Oh, oh! Shout out Queen B. Oh, Queen there B. we go. There okay, go. I figured I figured that's probably who it was. I was like, uh-huh. it's a it's a Steelers name. My bad, my bad. Yeah. Um, but I do have Zay Flowers on the bench in that league that I might just hang on to for a little bit and see how he's doing if uh, if the people over in Tennessee don't figure out how to throw the football so uh, to I, the correct I, team. I, I have a question yes. about the chopping block. So I play the guy that got booted. Yeah. So I solved that matchup, and it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so what do you mean? Because I, I play C-dubs who got booted. Oh, yeah, yeah. So his team is locked. He is not booted. Okay. He lost all of his players, and you'll see that every time that comes gotcha, up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. In, in, we are not doing an official guillotine league where you pay for it. Uh, this It's like old school. I uh, do have one of those, though. Yeah. The, the app kind of sucks. I'm trying to figure it, it out. It does kind of suck. But, the, but in the old school uh, fantasy drafts before you guys uh, ever had to do this, um, they uh, uh, we all used to have to pay to play every type of fantasy, whatever. And, um, so in that you would pay, you know, 10 or 15 bucks and you would get all this crap. Well, we're doing it the cheap freeway for the guillotine league. Uh, like a lot of people started doing ESPN came around and and was like, Hey, we'll throw out our beta version basically of fantasy sports. (laughs) Um, so we're manipulating the league. And so we started with 16 teams. We have to lock and then drop the roster, uh, after somebody loses uh, in Monday night football. Um, and then so we'll have a bunch of empty teams basically just floating and playing each other in matchups. So, yeah, you'll still have your matchup. You'll yeah. just be playing. Right now, you're playing against Jared Goff. You could technically lose currently. I mean, I could because it's not about winning this matchup. It's about Yeah, more, but more you points. could lose. I'm, I might just throw some, like, free agents on <laughs> onto some of these teams uh, and uh, just have a little fun with that. But, yeah, the so in the... I was going to say in the guillotine, um, again, 16-man league... I I I was solid all the way through. I know I've already brought up multiple times the you know the most points thing, but what I was really proud I of, third, I got third in that. Uh, yeah, like I, pretty good. 
I went consistency in catches, uh, being in a half point PPR. Um, went, oh, I said I had Mahomes. I went Olave, Hopkins, took Stevenson, Brian Robinson, 13.10. Super happy with him as my yep. second running back. And I got him in like round 10. Or no, sorry, in that league, nine. In that league, I got, I got him in the B nine. league in like round 10. And he got me 13 on the bench. Yeah, like, I was not bummed at all. Pittman got me 19.7. Even got uh, seven points out of Cole Komet. Um, I, which I knew that was my weakest position. The only thing is, though, I had no freaking bench points because uh, I ever shot Penny on that bench. And what did he do? Nothing. He yeah, I don't think he played. Um, <laughs> He's probably injured. Uh, I have Mayer on that bench. Uh, there was one ball thrown to the two tight ends that play for the Raiders, uh, and that went to Austin Hooper. Um, Jimmy G did not care. Also, Hunter Renfro did not get any looks on Sunday, and he's on my bench. So uh, only Sam Howell got me points on the bench. Uh, but I did have Tyler Bass and I had Philly's defense. So oh, I made it said to make the kicker and defense a much higher priority. So I actually took them um, in rounds nine and 11. So I, I took the defense in nine and then, and then I drafted I got, Robinson. I got Jake and Moody then, on the, or sorry, eight and I got, 10. I, I got Moody nine, as 11. my kicker. Yeah. I mean like 14. That was a good get too. Yeah. Moody. Moody. Uh, I didn't even draft him. Oh, it did it for you. No, I just picked him up. Oh, afterwards. You did like, well, yeah, because you shouldn't. Did you? That's not in the guillotine, right? It is in the guillotine. You. Oh, no, it's not waiver pickup. My bad. I thought it was waiver pickup. We did have somebody do that. Yeah. Uh, that picked up a, a waiver in the in guillotine, went and got a kicker. I was like, what are you? What are you doing? Because if you do, if you utilize your waiver, you move to the back. Eh, so if care. you do it at all. That that will leave you out of the runnings for those second tier guys that are going to be on those rosters that are coming open. So bad move on his part to waste it before the season started. But I'm uh, shout out to my my dude uh, DC uh, who does listen to those podcasts while he's touring with his band around the country. There you go. Um, no, in my other leagues, I blew. I didn't really blow anybody out. I had the we were talking about it last night. I sent it in the chat. Uh, I had the crazy close matchup uh, last night with the uh, Jets defense. So defenses came through for me this week. The yeah. guillotine leagues like that, that didn't necessarily matter as much, but in my head to head matchups, like defenses either solidified the win or just like made it untouchable. Well, this, this dude had the Jets defense and I ended up beating him by three points after that touchdown got <laughs> scored by Xavier Gibson. So that got really close for me, but I really only had uh, Tyreek Metcalf got me 12.2. Uh, I had D hop in this one with 10 points. And then I had the new Orleans defense with 10 points. That was a nice get um, against Tennessee. Those interceptions were real helpful, but I mm-hmm. left Mostert on the bench with 12. I uh, probably could have played him and I'm waiting on Taylor in the A league. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the other ones weren't surprising. Uh, pulled off pretty close one in uh, my NFL.com league with my friends. I uh, and Salem. And then, uh, I call it my practice league. Uh, it's the league name is we can't golf. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I've got, I've got Lawrence in that one, Adams, Allen, Eckler, uh, which I got to watch that one this week. Uh, Etienne, uh, Hawkinson, Pierce, Brian Robinson, and that one as well. And then on the bench, I got Pickens, Cooks, uh, and I'm waiting on Jonathan Taylor there too. So, uh, and defense. Oh, that's my Jake Elliott league. And I had Green Bay defense. I was not playing Pittsburgh against yeah. the 49ers. So I went and got smart, Green Bay on the. Smart. Yeah. So it's a uh, good roster. Yeah. It was a good week one for me. Yep. Rams win. 
Did not terrible expect week that, one for me. Did not expect that to, to happen, to be honest. Yeah. And then uh, four fantasy weeks and two guillotines survived. So I a lot of people are asking, should I use waiver wire? And I've, I've seen this on, on the, the fantasy page and had this conversation with multiple friends. Uh, it, it, forgive me. It's, is it Nuka? How do you say his name? Nakua? Uh, Nakua? Yeah. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. There, you see how I got that mixed yeah. up. Um, I, I'll be honest. I'm pretty impressed. I got that close. I'm so bad at names. But um, a lot of people are asking, is he worth the waiver wire pickup? Um, here's the deal, guys. If you're in a guillotine, absolutely not. Do not know. Do, do not do it. Don't waste your waiver wire. Um, this is the guy who's going to play for three weeks. He's going to be at this level for possibly three weeks. Cooper Tyler Cup is Higby, back from IR after I fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. After we should four. be. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 all indications are that Cup was placed on IR because he was in a two and a half week timeline, and they want him to be a hundred. Um, I mean, honestly, if they come back two and two, yeah. That well, that's it, the other thing. Cup, if, if we're zero four, pretty good. it's like okay. Well, it's just uh. Yeah, Let's hey, down, that buddy. was a really bad injury, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, still lingering hamstring. But no, I he he is not worth a waiver wire grab if you're in a guillotine. Don't do it, um, at all. Uh, just not worth it over the course of the season. All you got to do is just outscore one person in those leagues. So don't do that there. In regular formats, I would say in deeper leagues, absolutely. So if you're in the twelve or fourteen, dear God, I don't know why you're playing fourteen. Um, but if you're Been in there, not it, fun. yeah, if you're in a twelve or fourteen, totally worth it. Absolutely. And I would say um, if you lost this week, uh, definitely make it waiver priority one. Um, you know, he's he's at the top of the list in terms of guys you should be grabbing to go get you wins over the next two or three weeks for sure. Uh, three weeks. Sorry. Um, but do consider this. Like if you're not in a double flex situation, he's going to be dealing with Higby uh, taking away some of the volume Tutu touches. Atwell. there. Uh, Tutu Atwell had a great game as well. I mean, he's a breakaway speedster. Not necessarily every defense is going to struggle with him the way that Seattle did this week, where uh, he could kind of sit in that soft underbelly that is underneath their safeties and kind of pick that apart. And that's what happened. Um, but, you know, like they're playing 49ers this week. You, I mean, Puka is probably the only one you want to start. He's, this he's, week. In, the Coop, he's in the Cooper Cup spot. Yeah. So it the touches that would go to Cooper Cup. Like that's what that's Stafford's game. Yeah. It's just like across the middle, fitting it in those type gaps. And he could get nine, nine, ten catches in those short in the short yardage situation, and maybe get one or two that are a little longer against the 49ers. But I wouldn't start Hig- Higby for all the dollars this week. Van Jefferson um, either. Like he, no. he'll he'll have his moment, but he kind of had a rough week one, and I think some of that was also just like yeah. Matt and Puka just kind of had that thing going. So with that in mind, like take in that this is fantasy no zone on the week that you'd be getting him. Uh, but he will get the volume. So it's worth the volume for the next couple of weeks. A couple other guys that are in consideration on the fantasy wire this week. Kelly uh, behind Eckler is definitely one you should be thinking about um, if he's even available by the time you listen to this, because uh, he should be a priority waiver one if you're needing a running back or you're needing your handcuff uh, for Eckler like me. Um, that should be happening already. Um and, and I would say is absolutely worth the waiver get just because of the way they use stuff. If you're in, especially in the 12 and 14s, if you're in a 10 and you're already pretty deep um, and you don't have Eckler, I would not make him a waiver, waiver priority just because you're hosing yourself out of some top tier talent later on. It's so like a consider that. Cook Madison situation from absolutely. like last season where it's like, or even the season before that. Well, basically any season he was yeah. a Viking, to be honest. 
but one you should totally go after, and I'm not hearing it talked about. And I don't understand why, because it's literally happened two out of the last three years. Gus Edwards should be a priority waiver one if you are in need of running backs. And if he is available anywhere, go get him right now. Gus Edwards needs to be on your roster. Uh, he is going to collect uh, 14 to 16 touches a game. He's also a factor in the passing game there in Baltimore. So go get him. Uh, other guys that you need to consider should really take a look at Laporta. That's a tough de- yeah. defense that he just went against uh, over there in Detroit. Um, I know that they have Jamison Williams coming after six games, but Laporta is filling the Hawkinson void. And legitimately, uh, they did they ran a backup out there last year. They got high volume touches. That is Jared Goff's game. That is he is not a long distance, sharp throw, con- consistently guy like Amon St. Brown is that fifteen to twenty yarder, and he just breaks the space between safeties. So genuinely, Laporta is going to fill a similar role on the layer underneath in their offense, and you're going to see him get a lot of touches. Also, he's a flipping rookie, and they're going to let his body get abused. Um, (laughs) That's how it works. High expectations for a dude drafted that high, and they're going to use him in volume. That's a great get if you're struggling with tight end after week one. Surprise was Logan Thomas getting the volume that he did in Washington. A lot of people are looking at him. Would not take him right now. That is an anomaly. Scary Terry did not get his touches this week because he was getting keyed in on. That's going to change going into the next week. Other things that you shouldn't worry about, if you're a borough owner, owner, don't worry. You're fine. Uh, Grant, it'll be okay. Yeah. If like, you're don't a, worry about if it. If you're a uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, any Jamar Chase. If, you're t- if you need Tyler Boyd, you should worry about that. Yes. yes. T. Higgins, um, though, zero points this week, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah he was a zero. Uh, I saw him involved in a no, lot of trades today. I mean, today. obviously, yeah. like, I'm bummed about this week, but, like, I've got... You got rosters. I've you're got, good. Yeah, like I've got Burrow. I've got Jamar Chase. I'm, I'm not worried about Josh Jacobs either. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I've like Jacobs, same, same thing. I've got no Jacobs deal. in a All league three of those guys, like, poo poo this week. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's tough defensive matchups yeah. for sure. Yeah. If you're it, not playing guillotine too, like, you kind of know, like, you, this is the, the season investment and these yeah. players, and you're going to reap those rewards when you need them. If you but, have Deontay Johnson, by the way, that's, that's probably six weeks. That's four to six weeks. So, and it's probably six. Hamstrings you are got George brutal. Pickens, that volume is going to go up. Yep, uh, and I and I do in two leagues. Um, but I would I would definitely look uh, elsewhere. Um, and probably for the whole season, not a lot of guys that struggle with a hamstring early come on strong late in the year. Um, that usually nags over time. So yeah. I'd look away from that one too. Um, but just just know you got a couple of uh, really good matchups this week for certain teams. And so watch those projections and your points. Know that those projections are going to get a little more consistent by the time you get into that week five, week six, where there's more of a rhythm. We know what defenses are. We know what they can key in on. And we're seeing how healthy teams really are. Um, because, you know, those projection points, I, like I didn't believe it for Brian Robinson. I knew he was going to be double digits. was yeah. super glad to get the 13 out of him because they were saying nine before the week. Raheem Mostert, I let that psych me out in one league, didn't start him. He ends up getting 12 to 14, depending on if you're in a PPR. That was a good go uh, for a flex player and and should have started him in both my leagues and didn't. I missed out on an opportunity there. But like, just know that those projections are going to be low for certain players, and they're a little silly. Uh, D-Hop, even in a full point PPR this last week, was only rating about 10.78, beat that projection by a few points. Like that's going to happen here. I mean, it's just unrealistic that certain guys who are really guys aren't going to meet those higher end uh, points. So count on a lot of guys uh, beating projections and count on a few blanking while these offenses figure it out. When you sit your players this long, 
like some of these teams do. Bengals did. It's going to take a little bit for that offense to flow. So Zach Taylor's team paid the price this week, from my estimation, and a lot of people's. But look forward uh, to seeing some other stuff. I want to get to some stats of the week uh, before we approach the end of the, the podcast tonight. Um, and I got a couple that I wanted to give you guys. I told you I was going to take you back to that Cowboys and Giants game. And I definitely want to do that now um, because this was absolutely unreal. I know a lot of you guys saw probably the stats. If you were watching this game, you clearly tuned out um, at a certain point because it was borderline unwatchable garbage. I'm glad I didn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. It's uh, my schedule. And then when I, when I got home, when there was probably the third quarter left and I saw the score, I'm like, I am not wasting my time watching this. It was absolutely stupid what yeah. happened out on that football field. Now, it was raining. I want to throw that out there. It was oh, raining. Was it wet? It was a little wet. Was it raining? Okay. It, was, oh. it was a little sad out there. That's how I felt during that uh, Cincinnati game, by the way. I was like, oh, is it misting out there in Cleveland? Mm, Joe Burrow. Bummer. <laughs> but over the course of a season, no team... I have this one, too. <laughs> I, I told yeah. you dips. I know. I know. No team has ever lost 40 to nothing or worse and lost the sack battle seven to zero or worse and lost the turnover battle three nothing or worse and had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown and thrown a pick six in the same season. This has never happened. The Giants did all of that in one game. Now that's elite. <laughs> Dude, it's them and no one else. <laughs> you want to they know? They are alone on like, that throne. Like, guys, this is history that we just saw, like, <laughs> on a colossal level. Uh, but not like cool, like Tom Brady winning seven but, Super But, guys, Bowls. let's talk about the job this defense did because Dak Prescott went 15, or sorry, 13 for 24 for 143 yards, had no touchdowns. Didn't have to do anything. Didn't have any interceptions either. Dude, honestly, maybe he literally just had to show up. And honestly, maybe that's better when Dak Prescott doesn't have to do things. Let's keep uh, it real, he folks. Had a 72 rating and his team won 40 to nothing. You want to know I, uh, another kind of supplementary stat to that one that's just funny because it's from the, the Giants side of things. Um, it took the entire Giants wide receiver core 38 minutes of game time to surpass Kadarius Tony's one yard. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's fantastic! That's so good. So that's great. Since, since you took the primary stat, I I already had it saved before you claimed so dibs. Good. That'll be my my supplementary stat <laughs> for how bad the Giants looked. Did, did you guys see this the the Twitter post where it came across? Just so you know how this game's going, the 49ers Steelers, and it was total yards, and the Niners were at two hundred, and the Steelers were at one. Yes, yeah, that yeah. Was, I it love was, that one. That, I mean, that's basically that, how the second half was for uh, Rams Seahawks. Oh, Okay, go for it. Go for it. So, you're up. You're okay, up. It's, it's, it's coupling the last two Seahawks games, which involve both of your teams. Okay. So, this is not a good stat, by the way. Um, <laughs> for see, who? Okay, uh, for my team. <laughs> the Seahawks have outscored their opponents in the first half of their last two games, 30 to 23. Yeah. yeah. The second half of these games have been, they have, Seattle has been outscored 48 to 6. <laughs> In the I was, second half of these games, for a total, Seattle's been outscored 71 to 36. I would in their not last have guessed it was that bad. You, what's wow. That? I would not have guessed it was that bad. It's it was, terrible. Well, I mean, dude, it was, it was absolutely terrible. It was turn off the TV time. In well, the you guys blew him out it was. in the, in the playoff game as it I started had. started the fourth quarter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Last oh, season. 
Yeah, but like like the last two games. So, for one, we we didn't, we didn't even talk about the team that much. So I want to like segue into that yes, for a for second. Um, the game plan, Seattle's game plan was terrible going to this game. Even though that first half was good, and obviously, like, and I have I even have stats of like you how terrible first half. Absolutely. Yeah, it was well, it was good. Like like Geno Smith looked good. That yep. kind of stuff. Um, on script. Geno Smith was thirteen for eighteen, the zero sacks on nineteen dropbacks with both Cross and Lucas in that game. When both their starting tackles went out, he was three for six for nine yards and two sacks and was pressured fifty percent of the time on those dropbacks. Oh man! That's By how, the way, the funniest clip of the weekend yes. was uh, Aaron Donald running that stunt coming up the middle at Geno, and then Gino oh my throws god, it. oh my god, <laughs> like, throws it. Yeah. You pick it up on the hot mic. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's, it's really good. But no, uh, this game plan was absolutely terrible. Geno Smith, DK Metcalf look good. By the way, DKF, you're a terrible human being. Thank you for the free like fantasy points for the touchdown early in the game. Yeah. But what a trash dude. Human. DK, you're a terrible human being for that. Like, oh my gosh. Like and then I laughing about it. And then like and that was a guy at, that had injury then, history already, too, from what yeah, I recall. Yeah, he he has a hot head for sure. But yeah. like, but like a lot of times, like it's not him blindsiding a dude who doesn't who wasn't talking back. Like yeah. he, he'll jaw people who are talking back and give him a shove. The binky is always so appropriate with that. No guy. kidding. Um, <laughs> but the game plan was terrible. Was like Geno Smith looked great. Ken Walker looked good, but also like wasn't being that efficient. Through if you look at his overall total, his boss mm. score, um, like had some good runs, but like Ken Walker was playing good. Um, for, for the most part, I would say like in that first half, playing well. Um. But then you just decide, like, you, you scored points on passing the touchdown and passing the ball and also counting on the Rams secondary, which is not good. Is not good. Correct. Is, is yeah. probably, probably, I mean, outside of their own. We're, we're literally not trying to be good. Yeah. But you decide to just keep running the ball. Like, I mean, I'm sure you're watching the game. Like, like how many times were they running on first, second, and third down? Yeah. Or they'd run on first and second down, get two yards, and then try and make a pass. I will it say was, they... It was absolutely terrible. I will say the secondary probably outplayed their normal like skill level for whatever reason that well, day your yeah. d-line though but the d-line was nice aaron and it helps when you lose good. both tackles aaron donald yeah, the aaron donald i mean, all day. I, mean, aaron donald's I, healthy, mean I do believe i mean matt stafford was healthy like oh, oh my he was gosh. he was like, dying he had actually those the windows second, were real tight and he yes. was putting it he had on the second the spot. he did not throw for a touchdown because we ran for two yeah. and we didn't really at that point need to keep scoring touchdowns yeah um but he had the second highest passing grade only behind Tua by like one point. Wow. Yeah, like it was like 330 yeah. something yards. Yeah. It was like a, a 90. Touchdowns? It was like a no, 90. He had, zero. he had zero touchdowns. Stafford has zero touchdowns. Oh, that's right. Yep. That's how incredible he was. Your running back ran yeah. two of those in. Yeah. 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 So it was, uh, I, I, I was like, wow. Like, obviously I love Stafford, but there's always going to be the question mark. He's already got a history of injuries. And yep. then when it's like a, an the elbow and a shoulder there. and it's age and it's like, you're not sure what you're getting with the offensive line or just the team in general for him to like go in there and like be carve dealing. Up. I was like, okay, like that's m- maybe not something that even I was expecting coming into the season. Cause I was like, we're the Rams. I'm still not expecting the Rams to be very good, yeah. but I might expect them now to be like competent and competitive mm-hmm. when they maybe shouldn't be. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, and I mean, I think that, I mean, the Seahawks secondary was just terrible and they're missing two of their four starters in that back. And that yeah. secondary, like that was bad. Losing your tackles, like I don't think this is indicative on the Seahawks season, but man, was that game plan terrible when you're playing well, getting Tyler Lockett involved, you're getting DK involved. Also, the lack of involving JSN, you threw the ball at him, t- you threw the ball at him twice. 
Um, and both those were in the backfield, like in hoping to get yeah. there. Like the game plan was terrible. Like it was terrible. And like I think I mean, obviously losing your tackles was was I think was a lot of this game because before that, like Gino was playing well. They were they were being efficient. Well, they were up. And you guys only had one swing tackle on the roster as a backup, is my understanding. So you had a guard out there playing Peters, right tackle. But like, so yeah, like forty-one so year old Jason Peters so coming into the they're rescue. Obviously, they're obviously Superman cape on. They're obviously <laughs> nervous about what that's gonna look like, and yeah, that's gonna yeah. be this season. Like if if for some reason like they're not good to go. How I mean, how many weeks can you ask Jason Peters? Like we were talking about it. Jason Peters did come in last year, play four games for the Cowboys, play 265 snaps. So we, we're just calling that four games. Yep. Um, One sack, 11, sack cr- 11 pressures. 11 pressures. Yeah. That's you fine. Know, and so, like, but like looking at that, okay, for four games, but if your but projections also, are four to eight weeks well, on these injuries. That, technically, but, those snaps came across 10 games. Yeah, they, that was coming so, in and playing but, but like also, bits and pieces here, here and there. So also, let, let's keep it real, could, too. I don't think you could expect four straight games I don't of know. snaps yeah, is what I'm saying, because that's Four yeah, games not, worth of snaps stretched across it. ten games, in but one also start. I go. So he's one tackle. Yeah, we, <laughs> we lost, lost both. It did and say they were day to day. I haven't looked. Yes, so that, that's all I've been. That's all that's been given is that they're day to day. So honestly, like I, I, I hope Charles Cross is back. I hope Which, Abraham Lucas is back. So we're that, then. And that's Jamal, a bone bruise and a muscle injury. Correct. Well, they were also in concussion protocol. They went to the tent. Both of them. They both did, and they both oh, went out. So they got cleared from that. Okay. So like. Okay. They, but like so like they but they went in the I tent realized for that. both of them did i i knew like, one dude, of them like did, they but. got they got their butts kicked and i mean like in in terms of i mean yeah, they're on literally. the field they were holding that line yeah. pretty well like they, obviously there was there were there was no sacks until oh, the dude i mean we just game. all assumed you guys just lucked out last year got like cornerstone tackles and all this yeah, stuff and did. to see them go down week one that was pretty brutal but, too. I mean, but, but overall we did get yeah. two cornerstone you did. tackles you did. um and so i'm hopeful that 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 seems but again that game plan was terrible um, the fact that you just go the the run game the entire way because Ken Walker has like four good runs. You're like, we're going to keep running the ball and give him the I ball. I was a little like nervous at first. Like I forgot how angry this guy is. Yeah. And if want- you can get him on the side, like <laughs> yeah. he's gone. Like, he's just like a ball. Of- he's tiny though, but like, yeah, he's, he's just, just like, la- dude, he's, he's so fun to watch run. But, um, I was really disappointed with the lack of getting JSN involved in the game. And obviously the dude had surgery on his wrist two weeks ago. So maybe there's some of that. But also, if he's injured, just don't. Yeah, if he's playing. in the game, then Use play, but play like not, he's in the game. Yeah, but also the 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 heavy reliance on Ken Walker and not it being Zach Charbonnet um, in terms of for when I was excited for my fantasy output. But also, like this dude also is supposed to be a good complimentary piece, and you hardly used him also. Because mm-hmm. um, when you're yeah, yeah, I was not a fan of the game plan. It felt like a a, a Pete Carroll game plan when Russell Wilson was like really good of like we're gonna run the ball every play like. And that, I was really disappointed in that when Geno Smith was doing well and, and our wide receivers were doing well, and then you just abandoned it in the second half. Obviously, you're getting pressured, obviously, but also on only six pass attempts also in the second half. Like, obviously, they didn't have the ball a whole lot, but I would love to see the numbers compared to that running attack where they kept trying to just... It, it was They were trying to just fit a square into a circle hole right there, and I was not a fan of that, and it was infuriating to watch. And that secondary did not look great. Obviously, again, you're out some of your, your key guys. You're out your first-round pick. Devin Witherspoon, but also it was just sloppy secondary guys running into guys, and then Matt Stafford able to take advantage of that. I think like three of his big passes, like guys I, just ran into each other. I, I'm like, I just, come on, what's going on here? I loved the uh, aftermath of that game, though. Listening uh, or watching the internet world go off, oh, come and on. the hilarity of people going, 
Well, of course, Matthew Stafford needed a Facebook page to figure out all of these players' names. Have you seen uh, the guy <laughs> that caught all those? Well, Puka Nakua. Who, yeah. the, who caught the ball today? He's like Padukey Dookie Doo and Tutu Waka Kaka. Like it was so good. Like yes. loved yeah. it. Blow yeah. up. Uh, it was hilarious. But I mean, I'm watching that game surprised at outcome. Surprised at how well the young receivers played on the Rams side. I didn't have the Rams winning that game at all. Even with, I mean, but obviously two huge injuries in yeah. the middle of that offensive line or in the outsides of that offensive line. And and knowing that they were without Witherspoon was already kind of like, eh, okay, but they're without Cup. So you kind of was like, oh, that's, that's a one for one, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll just we'll just say the Seahawks roster is clearly better right now, uh, top to bottom. So I uh, was surprised that the, I also want to give credit to the the Rams defense. Like you said, they outperform in the secondary. Yeah, they um, but they they were able to hold Kenneth Walker back, and I mean, it was, they healthy. didn't give up a ton in the middle. Aaron Donald's healthy, so the push was really good. It was yeah, just it I was mean, a good push again too. It's so, about I mean, James, you talk about even like, before like, the tackles, like, like, like sleeping on some things with the Rams. Like it's Aaron Donald's still Aaron Donald. Yeah, like yeah. he is the best defensive player of this generation, I, hands I, down. I have one question after Week One. Okay, we we made our we made our Super Bowl picks and all that stuff. If you could, you would you would you trade out right now? Either of your Super Bowl picks. I don't Before even remember. We get pick I don't even remember what I made for my Super Bowl pick. Probably like Eagles Chiefs rematch. I don't like, remember. After watching the Eagles in Week One against the Pats, I mean they're they're one of those teams whose offense was very slow to start. Yeah. Did not I, play. Jalen Hurts had a I bad mean, Jalen Hurts game. It's probably still going to be in the same vein of like, give me the Niners. I think I think the Niners and the Cowboys are the class of the NFC right now, and then the Eagles kind of. I need to see a little bit more. Um, I would probably lean Niners just for the sake of consistency well, I think because that, they're always. There. I mean, yeah, yeah I, top to bottom, yeah, because because they. I mean, we just we just highlighted Dax numbers, yeah, right. And weirdly enough, uh, even though I'm still like, I'm, I'm. I'm not low on Brock Purdy. I just want to see more still. Just body of work. I get it. Everybody's. But I would probably still take him over like Dak Prescott if I was like really weighing the the balances here between those two teams. Like based off of what I've seen in the last several weeks, I will probably take a Brock Purdy led Niners team versus even as good as some of the Cowboys stuff is. Yeah. Over the Cowboys. Plus the Cowboys don't even make it to the NFC Championship. Well, I just, I just think just historically you're considering. So, I mean, considering you know a couple of factors. I totally agree. But the thing for me that I would probably want to switch or at least make more of a conversation after watching them dolphins, play dolphins, uh, dolphins, that's, and that, the that's dolphins chiefs conversation right now should be real on your tongue. Like that should be a real thing. If we're playing the what ifs, if that team is healthy, dear Lord, who can really actually stop that? Because that chargers defense is not bad at all. They got mm-hmm. dudes at every level. I mean, Derwin James out there playing a game. Right, like Bosa is eating a double, and like they could not stop that offense. I, I mean, that's a top ten D. I mean, it, to me, honestly, it's probably Dolphins, Eagles, Dolphins, Niners. I think the three I, best teams in football right now, in no specific order, would be the Niners, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins. Oh, Cowboys, yeah. I, I mean, in Week One, uh, performance wise, absolutely. As totally of, yeah, agree. as of right now, that, yeah. That's the that's the. Peach. I will. I, they, we didn't talk a lot. There's two teams we didn't talk about a lot about today that that I that we'll say right before we get to pick them. And I'll just Eagles really did kind of concern me because they lost the OC. 
Yeah. That guy's calling plays elsewhere right now. He's coaching a team. And the slow start. And they, I mean, they, they went, scored points, and then all of a sudden you let a team back in that you were beating. So, like, I just didn't, I didn't like that from, from a squad that's supposed to be killers. Well, and it's never a good thing when you have Patriots fans coming away from a loss feeling better than Eagles fans are coming away from, from a win. win. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, the total score, especially so early, doesn't always necessarily spell out what the rest of the season is going to be like. Yeah, it's a win, but it's not always good to have an ugly win. And it's sometimes better to have like a really promising loss um, because like you allowed Mac Jones of all people to throw for like 303 tuds and 25 points on fantasy. Yeah. Like, like this is this what? is not who Mac Jones is supposed to and be. He did now they have a real play down. caller. They have a real play caller finally yeah, well, in, that's in true. New England, which helps. But it's like. Man, like looking at the Eagles, obviously I'm not writing them off by any means, but it's just not really the the kind of week you would expect or hope to see. Um, no, it's going to be really interesting with division. with some of these teams to see what is rust, what is yeah. week one, just like getting back into the thing, and like what is for real. Yeah, like like, like, like what's the, what's the outlier? What was what's for real? I it's going to be interesting to see like with some of these teams, like, right? Because we're saying because, don't like, worry so many, about it, Bengals fans. We're saying don't, don't worry, worry about Chiefs. it. Don't worry about it, Chiefs. You're fine. Yeah, so it's you know, but with the a, Eagles, a lot of teams that should have won didn't this week. No, no, that's totally fair. And we haven't even said it out loud. But what the crap happened with Tampa Bay? How did mm-hmm. they win that game? The Vikings are supposed to win by seven. I to me, that's like what, the what we what we talked about last season with the Vikings and how they were continuing to win games when it was just But they played defense. It was all the coin flips. Well, they I were always winning. I had it's not texted it in our group chat. Uh, Justin Jefferson had 138 yards in the first half. Yeah. And then is targeted twice in the second half. What in the world? Like, I don't understand. Like the I, fall apart offensive do, do, plans. Do, do, do I just it. not understand football, I guess, enough to under like to like why that kind of I stuff mean, happens? It's, it's I mean, defensive adjustments. I mean, but sure, but still to only look his way twice. If you're a, if you're a goat level, like, you know, like, like he proclaims himself to be right. Mm-hmm. I mean, but to be fair, he's top three right now. You know, he's top level three receiver in the league. It's probably uh, sorry, Stephon right Diggs, but you're on the outside of that one. Sorry, so Devonta Adams. You know, it's Jamar, it's him, and it's Tyreek. Like, that's those are the three. Um, but, like, if you're that guy, you should just be able to get open. Kirk Cousins wants to pass him the ball. So, I, I watched enough Jordan to Addison know that... Good. What's looks, that? Yeah. Jordan Addison looks good. Jordan Addison did look good. Had the nice over the top. That was that was good. Good grab and, and score there. That I and, and a great throw, by the way. Uh, just throwing that out there, but the, but genuinely like good defensive push from the Bucks. There was some good things happening on their end that I was a little surprised about. Baker, Baker, Baker managed the game. Baker managed the game, didn't screw it up. Uh, Bucks still can't run the ball, by the way. Uh, just throwing that Shocking. out there. Still can't do it. Uh, because Rashad White got me nothing. Uh, I took him as a oh he shouldn't be here type of pick in in my draft. Man, it didn't work out. And but NFC South surprise three and three and one. I think. Hey, if I'm hey. if I'm doing. If I'm remembering right, because I think a, a, uh, AFC West Raiders alone at the one, top. Yeah, as, <laughs> as we all predicted, first place Raiders. Um, but no, that that was really surprising. But the last thing before we do the pick 'em right now, Jordan Love. Holy crap! Like that one-footed throw out to Aaron Jones where he took off. No, that yeah, was that was some gunslinging playmaking. Like that's what he should have been. What they were saying he was going to be one yep. day. Um, you know, and I, I, I saw, was it Gary? 
the the linebacker uh, is Gary, right? They came up behind him and uh, and like so. lost his mind. He's like, "You tell him, you tell him who you are." And he's losing his mind while Jordan loves trying to do this interview. And this blonde chick is terrified. By the way, <laughs> um, it's Rashawn Gary. Yeah, and like I didn't see the clip. So. But no, well, this is after the game and and doing the interview and and I uh, and love is just like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. OK, but no, he did. He is the guy like he he played fantastic. And I understand yeah. it's the Bears. Yeah, that that's my only thing is like, OK, I understand it's the Bears. It, it's the classic let's, week one. Like, let's let's but see if it he again. can play but, this against the Vikings and the Lions and he can be honestly three quarters of what he was. Who do the, who do the Packers play? The this team week? does not suck. I mean, and well, all things considered too, like the Vikings defense, as we've continued to talk about, very gettable. Yeah. It's not like that defense has gotten any better. Well, the, as you're looking it up, let's get into our pick em real quick because uh, we're getting towards the end of the episode here. Oh, potentially yeah. another, they play the Falcons. They do, actually, and that's why I want to mention that because they are week. They are game one. Well, I on think you guys em. know who I'm taking here. I'm taking the Falcons. You're taking the Falcons? I'm taking the Falcons. Uh, Mike is taking the Packers. Uh, I Where is this I, game? Oh, I have it's it. 10 a.m. I guess that's a nice I, I got it on the mic text. Because if, if it's in Packers Green Bay. Packers at Falcons. Oh, yeah, I'm taking the Falcons. Like, I would have maybe teetered if it was in yeah. Green Bay, but... I am going to take the Packers because I like the quarterback play more than I like. I well, yeah, I, I'm I, not a fan of Ritter basically at all. Um, that was still my big question mark with that team. But I watched last year's. I watched last year's 49ers go down to Atlanta and lose. Um, so I am going to take the Falcons as well. Um, Mike again. Mike took the Packers. Uh, we'll keep moving all here. All aboard the dark horse train, baby. I uh, Chiefs at Clowntown. I like this game on both ends. I don't like that one uh, that uh, what I think is going to happen is going to happen. So I I, cause I love the offense. I but, am not well, going to bet against a bet. Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes losing a, a second two week. games in a row. Yeah. I don't see it either. Going zero and two is like the kicker here. I believe like uh, are we assuming that Chris Jones is back in week he two is. yeah he is okay. he's signed and he's he's playing i, I wasn't sure and if he I, was I like ready that, to roll i would guess that kelsey is back because he was close to going last week so i would assume he um, is currently questionable here's the thing he's probably gonna be questionable going leading up to it yeah but i i think if jones is playing it's a no doubter um but i think we're also going to be a sweep here no matter what so Chiefs, Chiefs over the Jags. Yeah, but part, I like it in a, I like it in a three to four point win. Part, part of me wants to take the Jags just to like, you try know, and get a game on them just to just to zag. But like, uh, to me, it's the zag with the don't, Jags. Don't be great. Zag with Jags. Don't do to that. To me, hey, I don't ever do that. Where are you I, getting this information? Literally every week of this podcast ever. It's really the I don't <laughs> see them going zero and two thing. Uh, if it was any other point in the season, I might honestly just take the Jags. Um, but I feel like. I would be fading the Chiefs way too hard after that first week. Yeah, they, uh, they to can't not take go them here. Too, bro. I'm going to be rooting for the Jags. Let me just make that very sure, clear. Yeah. Just like I was rooting for the Lions. Nothing against the Chiefs, but I do think the Chiefs probably take that one. Uh, we're a sweep on that one. Bengals at Ravens. Ooh. Two teams that did not look good in Week One, but one of those teams won their game. Um, I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Bengals. Oh, sorry, sorry. I got that backwards. Ravens at Bengals. I think that, I would okay. take. I would have taken Bengals. the Bengals anyway, either way. Um, and I think, uh, as good as Gus Edwards is, I think the Dobbins thing is still going to be a thing. And I don't quite think that that receiving core is quite up to speed yet in Baltimore. I, and I think it's just going to be 
this was week one. We're the Bengals. We're in win now mode. See, I, we I think they're going to score. I think they're. I think they're going to score points. If you, if you, whatever the over is, take it. Doesn't I, matter. I, I'm take kind, of, kind of the same reason why I picked the Chiefs. I kind of. I don't envision the Bengals going zero and two again. Yeah, like, like going zero yeah, two. So that's that. kind of where I sit. Especially and at home. Being, and yeah, and with it being at home. I just like Joe Burrow to like he's the type of dude that's he is pissed off about his performance. And we didn't hey. we didn't message this when we talked about the injury bug for them, but I can't remember the the name of this player, but somebody in the Ravens secondary tore their peck as well Ugh. in the first week. That so, sucks. Um, yeah, then their defense is not normal Ravens defense. You know, great great like front either. as always, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, are we sweeping the Bengals? I'm taking Bengals. All right, yeah. Mike's Bengals as well. Uh, we got Dolphins at Pats. I think we know Dolphins. where we're headed. Dolphins. All right. I don't think the Pats can score enough points. I think we are. I think we are asleep on that one. I didn't. I didn't when I selected the games. I consider just how awesome that offense was. Um, this one, I, we might be a little more even on. Um, I, I could see some teams going different directions. This one is Vikings at Eagles. That is our last game. Vikings now, at Eagles. Eagles. We already said did not play well. Vikings lost by three to Tampa. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles personally. I am because it's the first home game for the Eagles because they played at, at New England. Okay. That place is going to be rowdy. I think they're still excited and think that this team's going to do something. And I mean, I still think they're going to do something. So I have, I, I have that because also, I mean, the Vikings lost to the Buccaneers, guys. They yeah. Even, even if the Eagles win was not a win you come away from being excited about. Um, the Vikings losing to the Bucks, who I was thinking was going to be one of the, I mean, they probably still will be one of the worst, like five teams in football, potentially. Um, I just, I can't see the Vikings coming in and after a game like that, like the Vikings are a team where I can very easily see them being owned too. I'm not worried about that. I like, I, I mean, as far as where the teams are at right now, I like where the Eagles are. More so, um, just because that roster is that much better. You got a young defense for the Vikings. I mean, they went from being the, I think, the second oldest defense in the league and young. the worst, yeah, uh, to being mediocre and young. They're going to make some mistakes. I do see the Eagles playing better at home. Obviously, I agree with you guys. Um, yeah, I think this is another tight one though, and I think the Eagles are going to, or I mean, uh, the Vikings are going to end up losing two heartbreakers back to back to start the season. And the bounce back comes a little later. So I still think they're going to win 10 games, but it's not going to be this one this week on, uh, on in the rankings of sneaky. What, good what, does games. Mike, what does Mike have? Oh, Mike also has the Eagles. Sorry. Thank you. Um, in the realm of sneaky, good games, the Steelers have two home games in a row and they are hosting the Browns. I, I don't in, think that's division be matchup game because I think the Steelers are not a good team. I, I know that you guys don't like them, but, I just don't see Mike Tomlin putting out a bad product two weeks to start the season. After, after watching what the Niners defense did to that team, I don't see the Browns being much easier for the Steelers offense to handle. I'm still heavily on Najee Harris washed bust watch. And I fraud alert, fraud alert, fraud alert, fraud alert. And as good as TJ Watt is, I just still think that there's a point where when you can't score, you can't win football games. And I don't think the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers really have anything. Uh, yeah, something against TJ right Watt, but he still is one dude out of twenty-two, and yeah. he, yeah. And I think and, the Browns' offense, again, as we've talked about, has a lot of and weapons honestly, on there that people my, can't sleep on. 
My other one would be the Seahawks at the Lions. I like that game. That's a, that's gonna be a fun one. That, that is, that's the one, and I, you we know what what I'm rooting for. In I that know game. I know we for. you know what we're rooting, rooting for. for. Yeah. I and you know I'm not I'm not gonna bring up the 49ers Rams because it's the Rams are playing the 49ers. It we're has not lose. been good history uh, for the Rams we would, with the we, Niners recently. We lost both regular season games the season we won the Super Bowl <laughs> so, against the 49ers. No, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, the Niners are coming in fully healthy. So I I, I see that as a, a double-digit win for the just Niners. Don't hurt but Matt, please. I don't, I don't plan. I would never ask my team to hurt any of your guys. Just make them feel bad about how bad they suck at football comparatively. That's fine. Um, that's it. But and no. You know what? Then... We'll be one and one, and that's better than I thought I, we were going to be. Right now, uh, right now the Lions are a two and a half at home against yeah. Seahawks, which I think makes sense because of how bad the Seahawks um, played last week and what the and what the Lions did, and being at home in Detroit. And with so many health question marks on the Seahawks, I would be taking the Lions in this game. I am taking the Lions in this game. That's not part of our pick'em, but I would be. Those are my two sneakies. I, I just didn't want to do that game without the injuries. I didn't want to put that on the docket. Does, does that game also have like sneaky blowout potential? It could. It just. It. I mean, if none of the guys show up for the Seahawks, the Lions that could are better be a, than the Rams. Okay. Like, are they, yeah, but it's hey. a division game, bro. Like the Rams have always had the Seahawks oh, number. Yeah, but it was like a essentially a blowout. That's how. That's when the Seahawks have yeah. had good seasons. They've lost by double digits to the Rams before. Like, you know, I I thought you guys were going to bring it up is supplementary stuff. By the way, speaking of having a number. Uh, by the way, Dak eleven and zero against the Giants. Yep. That's, Some things uh, never change over there. Jeez. Um. But no, that's a wrap for us on week one. Actually, uh, do you know, this oh, isn't a stat of the week, but I wanted to say it at you gotta, some point. You got to say it, it real quick because I'm ending this. It, it's definitely uh, a passing of the torch here. Uh, the NFL will not have Tom Brady, yep. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning playing in week one for the first time since 1997. Dang. That was this week in football. That's this season oh. in football. The guy with the most Super Bowl trophies yeah. is Patrick Mahomes at two. Yeah. Also, the Browns won their first opener since 2004. 19 years. Uh, yeah, they, they were on that. on Against that the Bengals, no less. Like. And it's only the second one since 1994. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. I mean, it, that's Turning what, a new leaf this When season. we talked about that game tonight, I was like, dang. Like, I, this is huge. Mike, and Mike hit it on the head. He was like, what just happened? Like, did we just overlook a team a little bit? Just because nope, they were playing me, a team y'all. that had been in the Super Bowl here real recent, was in the AFC Championship last year. Did we overlook that? Listen, I've got some but, dumb takes here. Hey. I do. <laughs> like, I freaking at one point said that when it's all said and done, Russell Westbrook might be one of the best point guards of all time. I said that. But, Out loud. But I it's am okay. not. We said, I, you shouldn't have brought that up. I forgot. Hey, we, that's we fine. I don't care, man. Hey, this is, this is it's a part of what I bring to this thing. Hey, cohesively though, we dropped Jamar Chase in a bucket and sent him to Timbuktu before he'd ever played an NFL game. So because Panay Sewell was there. Yeah. Well, and, and, the, and the Bengals are not regretting their pick. They're and not. also Jamar Chase dropped six balls, six balls in the preseason. So we can only go off the information. Like Kadarius Tony in week yes. one. Um, but no, this has been for, for my money. Like I genuinely enjoyed the crud out of this weekend. And for me, I know that we have varied opinions amongst this group, but I loved this weekend. Super fun for me. 
I love Sunday afternoon in particular, getting to watch that uh, that Chargers Miami game. And then last night with all the drama, this is what the NFL does every week. It's why we love doing what we do uh, with this podcast. It's it why brings it's the it home. king of North American sports. It abs- yep. It is the king of sports. It was like Forget Christmas your stupid for game where nobody scores for 90 minutes and then you kick until somebody finally makes one. For the love of God, I love watching this, even if it's seven seconds at a time as fast as we can all go and then pick ourselves up off the ground and do it 125 times a game. I flip and love it. I love football. So thank you guys for joining with us. We're looking forward to a great year. We'll catch you next week and uh, Niners by probably 11. Uh, uh, I'd say more. Okay. Who anyways, who cares about your team? We'll see you in week two.